This is just me really going to the celestial bodies and communing with them to summon the two-hour mark as Yeska wants us to do. So with that, you can see how long we went for. Tell us how we did. Do we do we get the two-hour mark? Do we, do we curse it? <laughs> do we, do oh, we curse God, it? Damn. No, I don't know, guys. There's this, not uh, too much to talk about. <laughs> or, is this, uh, or does this land at 2.59? It's like, hey, two hours, two hours and 59 minutes. Look. <laughs> We're at, we the two is still there. Look, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just interested, Avril. Did you have another intro in mind, and then last minute before I said that line, you just switched it and took that energy with you? Look, it's about being spontaneous. Oh, you know, it's one of those things where you got to work with, you know, with with what's happening right in front of you. Right. Um, what I was going to start with is say the usual. Hello, welcome to another episode of TCP. Episode 207, the show where I fail my first ever Wordle, and Yiska completes his first ever Wordle, but with the help of the entire podcast, including our producer. True. Um, right. So, but you know, it's fine. We, we got there at the end, you know, and uh, it, was, it was good. I hope you enjoyed that experience. It was a bit of a weird word today. I, to be honest, it was a, it's not a word I would think of. My word that I failed was a really easy one, actually. Now when I look back, it was just a side. A-S-I-D-E, aside. It's a pretty normal, conventional word, but I just couldn't get it. But um, also, I didn't have any... I need Eric to be helping me. He's That's really good at these. Yeah. Uh, you know, if Eric was there, I think I would have added. But, no. Word magician. How was your wordle? Joe, you do one? No. Now that, no? you know, we've uncovered the, the, the secret to wordle, I don't know that I should until, you know, maybe sometime hmm. in the future. Hmm. Um... It would probably be, it would probably do me some good, um, you know, getting the brain uh, firing and not uh, raise your literacy a little bit and you know, all that kind of stuff. Most and, certainly, um, yeah. these these books are uh, quite quite dusty, as you can mm. tell. I, I was uh, say, not getting much use. I would say it's it is absolute bullshit. How many word games there are in the English language when it's arguably the worst language to get it started in? Because legitimately, like, you know how every functional, like, uh, or, like, everyone that has English as their mother tongue has, like, a vocabulary of 200,000, uh, 20,000 words, tops, maybe, like, 12, more like. And then, like, the Oxford English Dictionary has, like, 250,000 words or some nuts shit. And, like, mm -hmm. you see grown-ass adults just, like, either play Scrabble or like on word games with friends just like putting random letters and it's always an English word isn't it it's always a fucking English word it, like every combination of four letters exists in this garbage language and nobody knows what they mean but I'm getting points for it you know like that's like that's why I don't understand why Scrabble is like such a big thing for for Americans I don't understand I mean be define honest? big thing though it's like you guys play it. It's like a cultural thing that like people know yeah. of. Every yeah. Thanksgiving, every Christmas, if you don't <laughs> bring out the Scrabble, really the ceremonial real Scrabble board. Are you a real American? And also because you know you, you all have the five G in your homes where the government can watch you. Mm. If you're not playing Scrabble, the FBI do show up and True. confiscate your citizenship. So I mean, is FBI a word? Probably. Does that count? So Yiska, laser is a word, but laser is also an acronym. I don't know what it stands for, and I'm sure most people don't know what it doesn't know what it stands for, but L-A-S-E-R, that's a that's an acronym that became a word. Right. 
Uh, but I guess if you if you say the word you, the letters F B and I, that's that's still an acronym. It's not a word because otherwise you'd be like Fibby. You know, you'd have to say it differently for it to be a word. <laughs> yeah. If you have to if you have to spell out a word, Yiska, it's yeah. not a word, is it? No. But then again, it might as well be. It's not like you can actually pronounce most of these, or are supposed to pr pronounce, and then you just make up random pronunciations of words. And just like don't attach it to how it's written and whatsoever, and then it's like oh it's French. No, it's not. It's just your garbage. Do you have um? Do you have a German scribble? Is I there mean, one? There probably is one. It would just suck, you know. Like because yeah, we have you'd have to have like a really <laughs> big board. <laughs> it would just suck. <laughs> because no, no, Charles, it's not French. We're not talking about French. French, you need like three times the board size. I get that, but really, <laughs> I always, I always viewed. German is like a really long language. Well, you is, don't know that when they when they transcribe and translate English books into French, it's like three times as thick. Oh, okay, that's fair. I it's mean, like you get a book from this thickness to like boom, it's like an, it's like gigantic now. Like crazy. You how would many also, more letters are involved? You would also have to have like completely different evaluations of the individual letters because it's way harder in in English, I guess, and to put an accent to a word, it's fucking impossible in German. And then uh, it's much easier in French, right? Like. Fabuleux or whatever. It's like an X at the end. And then I always feel like French is cheating. Like they just cut off half the word and they just don't say it. <laughs> no 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 no. no. Joe, Wait, that's what you guys do Joe, too. Joe, Joe. Really? It sounds like it sounds like you say very few letters and syllables, but then when you write the word out, it's like three times True. as long as what it's yeah. like. the word is written three times as long as what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. That's how that language works. Like yeah. Joe. I said that what? Where's the H in our? At the start. Yeah, and where's it in the pronunciation, <laughs> Thomas? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I guess, I guess that it, While we're having fun... Yeah? While we're having fun with the English language, can I tell you the one word that is, like, the biggest fuck you to anybody learning English? Like, this is the word you get up to when you're like, an, you're, you're learning English, you're trying to get a, you get a hold of this language, you get up to this word, you just give up, you're like, oh, okay, this, this language is, is actually a joke, it makes no sense. Yeah. The word is red. Which can be, it's R-E-D, but oh, also R-E-A-D. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Also R-E-A-D can be used in two different contexts. It's literally spelled yeah. the same. Yeah. It's literally said, you know, said the same, pronounced the same, but it can be, <laughs> it's two different contexts depending on like True. where it yeah. is. It's just like, it is that, you get up to that and it's just the most confusing thing in the world to a non-English speaking. You're like, wow, yeah, fuck this language. Dude, like, <laughs> what dude, is you, this? you know how many fucking English, uh, German children are sitting there like with their vocabulary test? Uh, test? And the teacher goes like, spell there. And everyone just <laughs> starts profusely sweating. It's like, which of the three fucking things does he mean? Like, and it's always good wrong. You, good, that you know, good that you know that there's three. There's a, there's a large population of the Earth, of the planet Earth that doesn't even know there's three. They, don't, they might not even know there's two. They only just use the one. They don't even know there's different theirs. Yeah. So, you know, you're ahead of the curve already. Like, well, those German kids, they're ahead of the curve. It's not even their main language. Nope. There are people who only speak English that don't know the difference between there, there, and there. And apparently, can be one of them. Fifty-four percent of them can't even read past the level of the sixth grade, which I also <laughs> learned today. Joe, tell me about that stat a little bit. That's from your country. What, what's going on there? That it is. Uh, <laughs> as the representative of this great nation, um, I would like to say, uh, "Fuck reading. We have money." I don't know. Like it's 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 bad. It's it's rough. Even I I, I mean we talked kind of about this. Uh, prior to the show um it was it, it's always like a, a very poignant memory 
of like if for any americans listening if you've ever like gone through the school system and played like popcorn where you like have this book that you're supposed to be reading in english class and you basically throw a ball around and the person with the ball has to like read for a little bit until the teacher basically deems that uh your time's up and you need to throw it to somebody else that's how you kind of get participation in that class um the amount of like kids that like had to like stammer through like books like the crucible and like huck finn uh it was depressing to say the least so you know actually that i think about it now it's fucking hilarious like i, I just imagined joe like writing in his, uh, one of his article and it's like all right copy Paste this Socrates quote. Fuck five of you. I lost. I just cut off the, the ability Bro. of 50% of you to per perceive this article in any meaningful way. I remember, and this is, I hate to get into like how the sausage is made for a second, but I have to like get this off my <laughs> chest. There was like a part really early on when I was writing or when I was kind of starting writing um, that I like challenged myself to like use a new word each article. That I like didn't know. I was like, oh, let me like expand like my vocabulary. Let me use new words. The amount of people who are like, this is written like somebody who is very smart. <laughs> like, oh, just not. I don't understand what that means. And I'm just like, uh, I mean, I get it, but like, uh, bro, I guess I shouldn't do that. The, Fuck, the I, worst, so hard. the worst, the education system. You guys have fucking like deluded yourself into and like you won't find anyone in in any meaningful capacity in germany to stand behind this is is that good writing is when everyone understands it fuck mm. off that's not true <laughs> that is simply not true right like it i guess it is it is preferable that you're not uh, excluding anyone in the comprehension of course yeah. some things are just not possible to like explaining you know how how you fucking like what's what's the uh the physicist that uh, won a nobel prize is like and is known to be a pretty good educator uh do, do you guys know what i'm talking about you keep, I'm i need blanking. a little bit more bud i need a Feynman. little bit more Feynman, yeah like see eric okay. eric got me um you know how he has this quote attributed to him saying like well if you can't explain it to the layperson, you don't understand oh, it enough. Sure. Never said that, of course. Like, <laughs> that's <a> straight <laughs> fabrication. Like, actually, very much the opposite is the case. He said, like, some shit is that's just hilarious. not explainable, you know? But it is copied, at, at, like, at, at, to impossible degrees. Mm. And, like, no. Like, they, was that ever said ever, or is that just attributed to him? Yeah, that's just attributed to him. Like, also... Huh. Um, dude, there is this uh this editor that also like the text editor, um, a program that just evaluates language, and it's like whenever you get a past like sixth grade level, it's just flashing red and telling you you're garbage basically as a writer, and it's just Hemingway, I think it's uh it's called Hemingway editor, of course, like after the that idea, I think maybe he was the guy that chat in your collective heads. Uh, instilling that idea but i don't know like it, it almost takes all the beauty out of it and also like to especially to someone uh educated in like general german uh like curricula it is absolutely oh yeah there's a there's an example i'll, I'll just bring that up um 
Like, nobody gives a fuck about ease of language in, in the kind of books we read and whatnot. Like, we are absolutely going to re have you read Goethe and, like, fucking... Um, I mean, Kafka, in terms of language, is easier, even though, the, I guess, like, understanding it is uh, Concept, much harder. Yeah. But, like, in terms of language, you're fucking lost as a child at that, at that age, like, trying to understand Goethe and Schiller and whatnot. Nobody gives a fuck. Tough luck. Deal with it, dude. Like... These guys notoriously hedged uh, things under t 10 million different metaphors you, it's, that are impossible to perceive in today's day and age. It's just the way, like, you just try to foster an appreciation for language there. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's one, like, I also used, as necessarily, as I professionalized and sort of, like, uh, made this my... Um, full-time occupation i had to budge and say yeah okay i'm writing for that level like x like a, a portion of great uh, of 30 percent and greater uh who read my articles the majority or the biggest portion of that are coming through me yes i guess i gotta sort of like write for you guys now but my god was it like a process that also like a lot of like even friends just somewhere oh that's straight garbage like nobody understands this mm. point I was like, okay i just hate you it was very academic at the start, I would say. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't foresee that you know a discussion about language could get this intense between two people that do writing for a living. <laughs> but uh, it's short-sightedness on my part, I understand. But uh, you know, look, okay, from Feynman to the layman, and you know, from us now going over towards some of the actual topics of today, uh, because obviously nothing has happened. Nothing at all has. Yeah happened at all on the internet this past week um i've 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 looked at twitter no nah, there's nothing there really it's just empty nope. fully empty so and empty yeah there's just nothing there my brain has been drained uh it yeah. is my head is empty right now my there's great white noise out there right now but otherwise like it's definitely um, a palate <laughs> cleanser <laughs> best tweet i saw this week was from known overwatch meme of pharaoh who said what do you say? He said, um, I'll get it out there. Every time I open this cursed app, I take psychic damage. I'm like, bro, that's some <laughs> truth right there. That is some truth right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, dude, the only way to succeed at your saving throw is by deleting this app. I've been failing for years. DC 30, nearly impossible. That's a D&D &D joke mm. for people that don't understand. But um, yeah, look, so we're going to be talking about some Overwatch stuff today. What little Overwatch stuff there is today of which I think I say this every week and somehow it's still a three-hour episode. So I don't know. I feel like the less news there is, the longer the episodes are, like, the more we have to talk about. Because we're not guided. Like I'm manifesting. The more, the more we say there's nothing to talk about, the more there actually is to talk about, strangely yeah. enough. We'll find so, things. Yeah. So we'll see what happens today. Let's kick things off. Episode 207, as usual, brought to our, what do you rather, by our lovely patrons. By the Battle Crab, Refine Bean, Bronze Bob, Buhau, Char Prophet Picasso, Chris R3444, Cashier67, Lolshin, Porkchop Sammy, Rex Zane, Volamels, Smooth Nuts, and Your Misery. We got an interesting one today in terms of it not being so much about rosters. We're not going to get into any real roster related topics. Usually at this point of the episode, I would say, hey, just look at the timestamps in the description and go to the team that you want to listen to. Uh, this one, it's more going to be like, Maybe we'll just come back next week for that instead because I don't think there's much, there's not enough to talk about. We got like two, we got one confirmed roster move and one rumored roster move. That's legitimately it. Like, like that's, mm. there's nothing else there. So 
Uh, might as well save that for another time instead of trying to really, you know, nitpick that away. And we're going to do something a little bit more fun. Um, Yiska did some interesting articles recently. If you paid attention to either his Twitter or GG Recon, or maybe even on the Comp, Comp OW sub where some of these articles got posted, but he was writing stuff about, you know, who he felt some of the best individual players and in specific roles in Overwatch 1 history were. So we're going to play a little game today. We'll have a little bit of discussion about, you know, what we think some of the best ofs of Overwatch 1 have been over the course of Overwatch 1's history. Mm. Um, and I mean, like, it's going to be mostly Overwatch League stuff, but I don't know. I mean, you could potentially add a little bit of non-Overwatch League stuff in there, but I think for the most part, it'll be primarily Overwatch League. Probably. Sure, yeah. I think it's most fresh in our minds. Can I ask though? Did did you guys read any of the articles or saw at least the players that are named in terms of the first four? Yeah, I, I read. Them. I read every single headline. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> no, I did not. No, I I know no, who you name. But, I, I know the players okay. you named. Yeah. So, I guess like most of them are not that disagreeable. I think they're two disagreeable topics. Really, the first one being, what do you think about fate as main tank? I mean, well, we yeah. talked about this. We actually, yeah. you, you know, you interviewed me for G Recon. Yeah. We kind of talked about this, like who's who's the best main mm -hmm. tank of Watch One, and I think I even eventually landed on Fate because, I mean, he's been good pretty much the entire time. Even his bad seasons, he was nowhere near like really bad or anything. He was maybe held back by his team. He was still one of the better parts mm -hmm. of his team at various points. Um, I don't think he's had an extremely egregiously bad season ever um he did well pre overwatch league as well he was on mighty aod which was a good team and before people go back in history and check Wikipedia, we'd be like oh hang on a second Mighty aod didn't win and do, didn't do this stuff you have to remember like group of death. if you look at the group and like how yeah they were in the group of death they had a super it was super competitive back then anyway they were still good when you actually look at who was on that team and how many of those players ended up succeeding by the way moon was coaching that team like it's pretty star-studded yeah. even though they didn't win Apex or even really make it too far. Um, mm -hmm. I think we can all agree it was a pretty damn good team if you just go back and look. Yeah. The point is, Fate ended up being probably the best main tank of this year. I'm I'm slightly biased towards players that are better right now as to players as opposed mm -hmm. to players that were better in the past mm -hmm. because I feel like the, the game has evolved and the skill level has improved and evolved over time. That Typically speaking, players who are better now are better than players that were there before in the past is my thoughts on it yep. it's more difficult to be in the league now it's more competitive yeah yes yeah would tend to agree i think uh we probably had similar conversations and i feel like i've mentioned publicly at least to maybe select individuals and in, in the discord but yeah i've i've definitely had similar questions posed and yeah fate uh has longevity has the skill has the the hero pool to uh to back it up and who's who's the run up then? Oh, it's a pretty I would say it's a pretty big gap and then a runner up could be between It's got to be Super and Smurf one of those two guys probably Yeah or Mano I know there's I know there's I know there's a certain specific group of people that are right right now screaming like it's fearless yeah. it's definitely fearless i'm like okay you guys clearly forgot about the own 40 season and uh and then not else, being but... part of overwatch league like after that and like uh not having a pre uh existing like pre overwatch league history that 
is any any more impressive than fate like you got to you got to be you got to show up to play ball dude like that's just like how it is unfortunately oh god there are so many levels to what you just said there Woo! <laughs> gotta show up and play ball my guy <laughs> <laughs> oh man you can really you can really take that a few different directions okay but yeah i think it's got to be i think it's really got to be um super or smurf i, I don't know so. who i lean i don't know who i lean further towards uh, I mean, Super didn't really play in season one. What did Smurf do? He was on GGEA. He was on Contenders. Yeah, I think both Super and Smurf didn't really sort of come in until season two, mm-hmm. right? So they both didn't really have a season one. How do they do pre Overwatch League? Smurf Wait. was a bench player for Ardient, which was who's played uh, Tank for Shock in season one? Tell me. Oh. No, 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 yes, yeah, we're not playing this game yet. Yeah, <laughs> we'll save it for later, you turn. <laughs> Wait, Nomi? Did Nomi yeah, actually dude. play more than... I think it was just... Super was underage. Super was underage. Yeah, he was. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't have so he, didn't, he didn't play. Yeah, he didn't yeah. play. Yeah. And they didn't have Smurf yet. Um, And then... Was it season two they finally got Smurf or what? Am I uh, remembering late correctly? in season one. They would have gotten Smurf. But... Like, but he's he only started playing in season yeah, two. Yeah, I think I think yeah. yeah. So was... both Super and Smurf only started playing in season two, which is the year they won. And that was Smurf's uh, rookie season as well, if I'm not mistaken, because it was the yeah. first season he actually played. Um, yeah, I gotta say it's one of those two guys because, and I don't know which one because they're both pretty even to me. And even now, it's like, you know, they both had pretty respectively even playing time for the most part. They have equal titles in the Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a tough one. I almost want to give it to them equally. It's hard to it's hard to say it's hard to pit them against each other almost because they were so close knit versus each other in terms of who got the playtime and who's better. Hmm. I would just to throw in another name that I feel like is probably being screamed at us in the comment section, uh, or at least in the uh, as a viewer. Um I think just using the metrics that Yeska's kind of provided with like titles one relative skill um placing all that stuff um i feel like gesture kind of has to be up there right i don't like it either but oh there's a there's there's people yelling but from two different angles from two different sides there's people yelling like no don't say gesture it can't be gesture he's a meme and then there's other people that are like yeah but gesture's really accomplished you're gonna get both yeah you're gonna get both at the moment yeah um and yeah i mean i think kind of you, you're, you're actually not wrong gesture has to be there Overwatch League champion, Overwatch League runner-up, Apex champion. Um, it's got quite the trophy case. You know, Widowmaker one versus one champion versus <laughs> men. True. What, I mean, they just got to add to the list, really. I mean, that's just so much there already. Mm. Is is definitely on the pantheon of Overwatch one. You gotta you gotta put him up there. You gotta give him some respect. Yeah, I take I mean, him over fearless. Deny can't deny it. Who? As as I said, I take gesture over fearless. I'm like yeah. Like a, a Mount easy. Rushmore. That's, e- that's an easy yeah. choice to make. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it it would be easy, but I don't know that many people would be willing to make uh, it. No, you, you are because getting fe- killed for that. Yeah. Because Fearless has played a much better season than Gestures. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Like, no, no one can take that away from Fearless. I, I'm, I back that 100%. Like, that's mm. a statement I back. Fearless had a great year. Make no mistake about it. It's just like, when you, have, when you consider the entire history of Overwatch 1, you got to put things into context a little bit. That, this is even me who just said I generally value like more recent gameplay more favorably. But even then, when you combine that with historical achievements, I mean, just just still got him beat, dude. 
That, that was the worst part when people accused me of recency bias for saying fate. Like, that shit's nuts, man. <laughs> like, arguably it was as good in season one as he was in season four. Who accused you of recency bias for saying fate people who only started watching this year? <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it feels like it has to be because oh, I mean anyone who paid attention to other years that fate existed, you can't you can't be saying a recency bias. My guy has a stage title as well. Yeah. He was good in Apex. Yeah. You know, he was he's been good the whole way through. Um even in that he, like, was shine, he was a shining he was a shining spot on Mayhem when they were failing. You know what I mean? Like Look at the contrast of post and pre, uh, like, uh, of fate mayhem and then post fate mayhem, without too many changes, right? Like it is pretty remarkable. Like even if you don't want to give every everything that happened to the mayhem to, um, to like fate missing, there has to be mm. some of it, especially when the guy. That it had to do pretty much the same thing, mean, meaning being the one main thing that has to cover the whole roster for his for that crumbled under that pressure, right? Mm. Like I, I feel like people are way underestimating how important it is for your a main thing to be. I can say flexible. that fate was the best this year. I think most people should agree. Most reasonable people should agree that fate was the best main tank oh, of yeah. this year in twenty twenty one. I agree. Um, and so. I mean, even even if I just look at that right now, I'm thinking, well, he's the best currently, and I do value recent results higher because I think, again, to reiterate, players who are really good right now are, are better than players who are really good in the past. But I still have to take into account, you know, prior performances and titles and all this other kind of stuff, right? So, yeah, uh, I, I think no disagreements from me on fate. Right, and I guess the second thing, and I think that's that's a fair discussion to have mm -hmm. I made the decision to not differentiate between hitscan and projectile DPS in, uh, in Overwatch thinking that there is not really a functional difference in the top echelon of players that will be el eligible for those awards okay so while I generally agree that mediocre and or rather average DPS players generally fall into the categories of uh, hitscan and projectile. Yeah. With projectile also often encompassing like a tracer. Even there, I, I would give that. Even though, once again, that's already l maybe a, l a sm slight smudge on like how clean you want your projectile and hitscan to be. But it mm -hmm. absolutely doesn't apply to Fleda. It doesn't apply to Profit, right? It doesn't apply to Decay. Like, yeah. it, it just doesn't work at the highest level, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's also players, funny enough, that don't fit in either category. Like, there's some players whose hero pools are so interesting and strange. I guess Mirror is the one to talk about here, who's sure. like, it's, he's, he's difficult to even categorize. Like, what is it? You know, it's hard to say. Um, so the whole hit scan projectile thing has been so messy over the evolution of the game as far as what it actually means. That's mm. um, yeah, it's hard to properly categorize anymore. And you know, like you said, it's got all the best players. Feels like all the best players have some sort of like ability to, you know, be in either category at either time. Yeah. Dude, do I trust that Sparkle could play a banger Widowmaker? I think he could. Like if he had to. 
and you sit him down actually, and let him no, practice. I, I actually don't think he could. No, I actually don't think he could. <laughs> I think I think he's a really interesting case where like he's a very very projectile guy. I mean, maybe I'm underestimating him a lot, but <laughs> this year would have been the year for him to prove if he was going to be that guy because I feel like Dallas for the entire year. To be fair, I think they all got lucky in some ways where they yeah. all just played around the fact that well, we don't have a hit scan, so we're just going to run hit scan, and then it turned out that his scan wasn't going to be important anyway, and partially that could have just been because Dallas were leaving, leaving, leading the meta in any way, where, mm. you know, because they're the leaders of the meta, people are copying them, and people are being influenced by them, so if they are not playing hit scan, then everyone's like, oh, well, it's what I'm playing hit scan. I mean, that's generalizing in, uh, a little bit. It's not 100% that way, but I don't think it's, you know, wrong to say that teams who are at the top of the table generally kind of influence other teams as far as course, what is yeah. quote-unquote meta but i i think this would have been the year where if dallas really wanted to play hit scan and they didn't have xc available somebody like sparkle or doha or somebody else had to really step up there sparkle tried as far as tracer goes and the tracer eventually started to get quite good yeah, he did struggle exactly. in hit scan doha struggled in hit scan yeah. all their dps has struggled on hit scan like it just wasn't something they were really good at it's just that skill set just wasn't there for them um and i'm not saying it has to be but Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't. I don't see that personally. For me, maybe I'm wrong, but I do, I don't see him as someone that could be like some real monster hit scan. Yeah. When this would have been the year that he could need to do that, and it just I don't know. It didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my point or why I believe that to be true was I already thought that about him playing tracer, and then he actually became a really competent tracer statistically, like with the best of them, had insane bomb usage. Um, which makes sense for a project type player, I suppose. But um, Tracer has overlap with Genji, with, with yeah. playstyle. Yeah, it's, it's just some overlap. Yeah, whereas Woodmaker is so outside yeah. of that skill set, it's very different, right? Yeah, I could see, see that. Even though I will say, I feel like a lot of like people think Widowmaker is this like Taimu flick esque um, gameplay. When it isn't, like Ants wasn't nuts for his no, hand, yeah. uh, uh, I, like uh, hand-eye coordination. Like he just had insane crosshair placement. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, he had pretty good reactions. He had great movement with his aim. Like his fundamentals just worked ex- incredibly well. It wasn't that he like said sat there and just like one eighty people all the time. Like well, mm, yeah. no. so. Um, I think like there's it, it despite this game being pretty arcadey in terms of like the aim, aim stars you need to apply. I think there's still a bunch of honing you could do without needing you know that that specific gene that lets you flick with in- incredible accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Agreed. Know. Cool. So that, that I'm. I mean, that's why I. I it felt kind of like cheating once I once you, you a, allow me to have that argument. I think there's there's almost no way you couldn't couldn't say profit and flutter deserve it if you grant you, me that there's no kind of. Did you actually give two answers, or is it more like flutter number one than profit number two kind of deal, or is it like equal flutter <clears throat> profit? Yeah, that's also a thing where I made it sort of like easier for me. Um, like if I had to say, I think. Mm, probably at a point where Fleta c- could be considered above profit, but I'm not sure. 
What did you What did you specifically say though? No, you, I, I didn't. Like that? I just rated them in, in my article. It's just like equally on par. Yeah. yeah like okay. Like no, no differentiation necessarily. I also didn't didn't redo any ranking I, of the run-ups or anything like I that. I still think I still I think in the Overwatch League, Flitter, especially this year with the championship win, has overtaken Profit. But if you want to account for pre Overwatch League. Flit didn't do anything pre-Overwatch League. He was on one of the worst teams pre-Overwatch League and just kind of bombed, you know? Yeah. Uh, whereas Prophet was on one of the best teams. He was on the best team of Apex at the end of Apex, mm. right? And um, he managed to take that, that momentum with some difficulty into an eventual win in the Overwatch League Season 1. That's also, like, an undervalued aspect of, like, best, I think. People don't mm. understand it is, like... It is absolutely your choice to be on a team as shit as Flushlux. Like, if you demonstrate sh skills to the level that Fletter did since Season 2, yeah. it is on you to get back up on your team or to, like, switch teams, right? Like, if I'm Carpe, did. I am... really late. Yes, yeah. They, towards like the the soul move with like lunatic high and whatnot, but, but yeah, if I'm Carpe, I have responsibility that my roster either looks great, or that or and have that as an assurance while I sign that contract, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm I'm now expected to do more than, like I you're crafting your legacy. You're not counting on everyone else outside just doing their job. If you go through like sports history, like. Every one of the great players has roster input, right? Like, and that's how it should be. If you're a superstar, you definitely have more say in your organization. And that's how, like, we, we heard it well, with Profit, right? Like, he, him doing that for, for this I season. think that's very different to, like, a Flashlux-type team, which is not an org. It's just a player-run team, as far as I'm aware. And, you know, you could argue that means he has even more agency to con have roster control, but... Right. I don't know, like, it's on some level, this is, it's a bit of a losing battle as well, and, like, the correct move was just to join Lunatic High, which he did eventually, but he only did after Apex kind of yeah. ended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is maybe not his fault, you know, maybe that's just when Lunatic High had an opening, which is potentially true, and that's just the way it was. I don't know, I don't want to hold his pre-Overwatch League stuff against him too hard, no. but if you have to compare him against Profit... It's inevitable that you have to make that comparison because they both played in the same era of yeah. pre Overwatch League, and one of them did way fucking better than the other one. Yeah, yeah. despite being around l less long, right? Like, GC Busan yeah. just only became like a relevant thing really in season season four of Apex. They right? were like a they were like a rookie challenger type team. Yeah, they came were. Through, they came through like Apex Challenge or something. Yeah. Like they were like a completely unknown team, Royal super Rogers. underrated, yes. literally Royal Roaders, and they just yep. came in and just just surprise and demolish everybody it's kind of crazy and it's and it's fun to go back and look at that because we go back we, like we, we talk about gesture and profit as this duo and we talk about gc busan as like this that's the best team by the end of apex but they weren't even like because i remember looking at challengers and like judging that i mean kind of like just taking a scope of what they were up to in the amateur division in apex and like yeah they seemed good but it didn't seem like world beaters. They didn't seem like the team that was going to come into the playoffs and beat <laughs> Lunatic High twice and then go to seven games against yeah. Runaway and do all this crazy shit. Like they look like an average, above average playoff team that maybe could compete, but like were they going to upset 
you know, these this this legendary figure esque team that has have won back to back titles against the odds, like probably not. And then you get to see them in the playoffs in the like, uh, I think, group stage two. They beat Lunatic High twice. They're smack. They're smacking everybody. And it's not close. No, that run was also nuts. It was it was just so it was a different team. It was so Hmm. completely different. I don't know if it was like the synergy really clicked between profit and gesture it sure as hell wasn't who read god bless him but no like he played ugh. a super reliable soldier in a meta where it he, was yes like, he was fine. Soldier. like he was he like, was the most fine his mccree I mean, probably like, under capacity who needs to play that here that was all about soldiers traces soldier Agreed. the entire way through like you just need to have a good soldier and that's it and he had a very solid soldier um and that's just you know i will did his job yeah go on I mean, I was basically ending there, but like, right. yeah, he, I think, I think people underrate Hurek a little bit on that team. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a superstar by any means. I will say, someone that's now relevant again, Huyal, he was probably one, one of, if not oh. the best off tank during that era when Matrix was still lasting longer. Yes. Kid was nuts, and then somehow fell off a cliff. I, I mean, yes, you had to compete against Fury, which is like, you know, that was a surprise. No one expected Fury to be that good. So I mean, yeah, true. Unlucky, I guess you you ended up having to compete with some guy that no one knew was going to be one of the best. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah for sure that happened. But Wu Yao definitely had like a whiplash of a career, going from like, oh my god, this kid's like obnoxiously good, like tracers beware, to dude, Wu Yao. Yeah. Both Soul and Dallas in season one went through a bit of a whiplash of yeah. a year compared to where they came from. It's kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, true. So yeah, I think Flitter Profit, good shouts. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're 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 probably the most worthy of that kind of title. I'm trying to think like how many other players. I mean, this will, we've been we've had some really good DPS players over time. Oh, yeah. Before someone says it, no, it's not Carpe. Please stop. Oh yeah, at this um, point you can't stop it. Get some help. It like can't. it's not Carpe. It's not Carpe. Bro, you're he, not he getting a reward from me if you don't win shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't give like, am I giving gold to a guy without rings? Fuck no, bro. No, no. He has he has these flashes. He has these like moments of brilliance, and he has for a long time shown a lot of potential. But like, it, there's nothing to show for it. This is what I. This is the ball I'm wanting to play with. Like, I hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. I would be willing to give someone like Carpe an MVP award if he really just like performed super high one year. And like, yeah, maybe his team let him down, but he was like undeniably the best player anyway. I, I'll, I'll give him an MVP, but I won't yeah. give him a goat. I'm no, saying like, yeah, you ain't getting a goat from me, but I'll give him an MVP. Like, those are two separate things to me. Yeah, entirely in the discussion. Yeah, like, I would say, I would say, fucking leave has more credence to like anywhere near a goat talk than Carpe ever did. That's the thing. Like, it it is kind of sad, but like, leave is one of those guys that would definitely gatekeep from goat contention by age. Yeah. Um, and then like leaving yeah, the game, enjoying, yeah, right. Wow, there's so many of those young, bl- yeah, like yeah, like you said, then leaving the game because he didn't know other choice, right? That's that's yeah. the argument. And by the way, Full like, like pe- pe- people will say, well, season season three wasn't that impressive. A kind of was. B, it's kind of hard coming back from another game because he couldn't compete in the ga- game that he wanted to play, um, yeah. and then coming back and trying to catch up. Like, um, like I had a talk with Hydra, and he's like. You gotta stay on top of this game in order to stay 
like fresh at it. Like most players mm-hmm. I've talked to, like especially DPS players, and also that's also a thing by the way in every other esport. Bro, taking two weeks off puts you four weeks behind. Right? Like your skills deteriorate mad fast in mm-hmm. uh in especially FPS games, right? And like for um for leave to eventually make it up there, like people forget like this guy was legitimately one of the best players in the world already with miraculous youngsters who could challenge like the best teams in the world, right? Then like there's not not much for him to compete for for the best in the world's titles unfortunately like Chinese teams weren't invited too much uh, or at all in during Apex. Um, then, like, he's too young, and then he gets eventually mm. in, into the Overwatch League. Yes. Like, it, it, had he been born two years earlier, I think we would legitimately be talking about a code, code candidate mm. this year. Well, he, well, he's also gatekept by the fact that he can only play for Chinese teams. Yes. Not because, not because he can only play for Chinese teams. He could play for any team, but... Only Chinese teams will take him. That that probably changes a bit now. I'm sure. Like if he was a free sure, agent yeah. right now, and some North American teams like, bro, I think we can get leave. I think they would. It's 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 crazy how like to think for a North American team to finally pick up a Chinese player. It literally has to be the best fucking player in the world. No, I didn't say best Chinese player. I said best player in the world. Yeah. Like that's the level that has to be that yeah. at, to even like consider getting a Chinese player. So leave probably could get on a non-Chinese team now, but. Prior to that, I mean, like like any other Chinese player, you're literally gay kept to only playing on Chinese teams. Yeah. Mm. Whereas North American, Korean teams, they can play wherever the fuck they want. Um, look, look, and I'll also say, no, it, it, it sounds elitist as hell, but if you want to be my definitive goat, I kind of want you to learn Engl- English or Korean at that point as well in order to advance your chances of getting there. If you actually want to be the best in your profession, you're looking at the overall scene and you're developing yourself in all aspects of this that's tough but yeah i, I get where you're coming from yeah, i that's, think that's, how good's flitter and profits english right now i have no idea they don't have to be <laughs> they don't have to yeah. be like over 50 percent of the dudes that, that are playing and most definitely most of the guys that are good enough like it's not fair nobody said it's fair but True. like sometimes yeah. like you gotta overcome these odds unfortunately and um if you want to not get gatekept, then that's one of those. Th- but then even then, like, I would promise you that, like, you could get players, a Chinese player that speaks, like, super fluent English. Mm. And even then, I don't know, someone's like, nah, but I just can't be fucked dealing with visas yeah. or extra yeah, yeah, visas, sure. and they, they still sure. wouldn't get, you know, they still wouldn't get it. Yeah. So, no, not who else isn't the GOAT? Who else isn't the GOAT? Yeah. Like, who, isn't like, like, project your, you know, take your mind palace to, to r slash competitive overwatch for a moment who is like the the masses saying like this is our goat it's sparkle it's fearless you know who who is who is who is not the goat can't be sparkle because this guy was also underage for half the game's life yeah it can't be anyone who's it underage can't be striker bro it can't be striker <laughs> shut the fuck up it can't be striker dude how is the goat fucking 50 percent of the time not playing that's not a goat like, if you, if you can get like rings guys, by not playing, you're not goat. It's just Stryker not didn't true. Striker didn't even play Apex. He played Apex challenges with Gregory on Rocks Orcas. He, has, he never even made it to Apex. He's got zero titles pre-Overwatch League. He didn't no. win a stage title with Boston. Like, 
He was, I, I will, I will be pedantic and say that he was an apex. He was very bad or like very like. Did Vox Orcas actually play apex yes. apex? Yes. They were in apex right. proper in apex season four. Yes. In apex season four. Cause they had legend who shout out to Albion who pointed out to me that their main tank played Farah. Shout out. Okay, fine. I stand corrected. I'm willing to be incorrect here. Rocks Orcas did play. They were in group C with. With yeah. <laughs> with that freak of freaks LW Red and Championship Team GC Busan. <laughs> so on one hand you have the real goat <laughs> profit on GC Busan. On the other hand you have fake goat striker on Rock Stalkers yeah. on that same group. Um, so Fantastic yeah, no, Tracer, he, good DPS player for you know a good port of Owl. But yeah, go come on, you got to be kidding me. Who Here's else? the difference. Here's the difference between profit and striker, especially in season one, mm. where everyone brings up the boss in ten and zero. Tell me how many of you thought that Striker and his team would go 10 and 0. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait. None of you did. The answer is 0% of you did. Tell no, me how many of you thought that Prophet would have been one of the best players in season one. Probably Zero. a reasonable number, actually. Probably a number, reasonable number of people would, would say that Prophet was expected to be one of the top players. None of you even knew who Striker was in season oh, one. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about him like he's the GOAT. Like, the fuck? None of you. <laughs> guys are like, we're like changing history here or something. Like, come on. Like, Jesus Christ, people, we can't be, we're not going in a time machine here. You didn't even know who he was. You like, he, there was, this guy had zero reputation because he wasn't, didn't have anything. No one even picked him up. This was Boston <laughs> season one where Huck basically scored as many overlooked players as possible. Mm. And some of them were fucking banging, but no one else even looked at those players and Strike was one of them. Mm. Guys. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying like, I yeah. think people, people like yeah. have just, somehow deleted the, the real history of what happened and just kind of invented some bullshit. Guys, like, okay, so Strike has a goat. So his team won two titles? Sick. So you got MVP both seasons? No. Finals MVP? No. Rollstar? Uh, I think once. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, no. it just doesn't work. Just doesn't. How do you feel? How do you, okay, close your eyes. How do you feel about the name Jonak? Nah. Is that does it? Is that inspire any kind of goat nah. aspirations? He has no. He has nothing. He has nothing pre Overwatch League. No, Zero. literally nothing, nothing. Nothing pre Overwatch League, which isn't like an absolute like killer for me, because if you were like excellent over the four years, then the but two they were years supposed to play. Him, yeah, but like it was real quiet after season uh, season one. He was still mm. like a t probably a top five flex support for the majority flex, of that yeah. time. It's just like once again, you gotta have a good team around you, dude. Like, or you gotta take make moves in order to get somewhere else, right? You and, think he stayed with New York for too long? I guess in that same way. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like that. Maybe people like the soul move earlier. <clears throat> where where could he have gone? Let's let's. I mean, you can't, how many? How do you do the soul move earlier? Like both teams have to want that, you know. Oh. Or, yeah, of course. I'm of sure. Course. I'm sure that whatever he signed up for, New York were very interested in holding onto his contract as long yeah, as they could. Yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. No, yeah. for sure. Not like he was like, "Oh, I want to stay on New York." Unless he literally, I don't know what the status is. I don't know if he re-signed or not. But if he was signed for a duration with New York, New York are not going to get rid of one of their best players. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. 100%. So he's he's with New York whether he wants to be or not. Yeah. Um. That aside, I think it's very difficult to to unfortunately there's going to be bias against supports but it's like hard for a support to be 
in the goat conversation. It's even hard for a tank to be in there. Yeah. Because like whether people like it or not, like DPS has the most visible impact and has some of the most visible in- invisible impact as well. So I guess the most invisible impact they just have the most impact as you would expect from DPS. So the my thing is, okay, this sounds super hypocritical because I didn't even give him best off tank, right? Mm-hmm. But I think if you talk goat, you gotta bring up void like in a discussion. It's just too yeah. long, man. He's been too too good too long. Like again, like I already pointed out, it's basically one A for one B for me. I sort of yeah. like concede that I don't possess necessarily like the ability, neither does most of us, to judge like the full skill level of um of off tanks just because like I mean you would have to rewatch it like everything from his POV or from the relevant player's POV for the majority of the time. And you just don't get a lot of first person uh of of off tanks. Mm. But like Dude, Void was probably the best off tank in the world in uh, Apex Season Two. Like between Apex Season Two and like, um, or was it? I, I guess it's more Apex Season Three that we're talking about, right? Like KDP yeah. era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when he joined KDP. Right. It was Season Three. Yeah, I think was he. Was he? On yeah, season he wasn't on one? Season Two. Okay. Uh, I don't believe so. I'll look. Um, half a year no, difference. But yeah, like agreed. And then now this year he probably was the best off tank once again, right? Like yeah. that shit is nuts in terms of mm. longevity. Also, probably like un- underestimated in his uh, stay with the gladiators as well. Um, mm. like honestly, it almost felt like they kind of fucked up when I saw the initial roster of the Spitfire not having Void on there. Felt kind of like they fucked up. Mm. Um, but I I think if you gotta talk goat, you gotta talk void. I guess you gotta also talk Choi, dude. Like, I don't know if if he might be a little like when I talk to some coaches about Choi, they're like, oh, he's a ma- little bit overrated. I don't think 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 so, man. Like during goats, he was nuts. He wasn't as flashy I, nuts, but like yeah. super smart about this shit. Uh, I think there were definitely times in Choi's career where he looked very suspect and then like had the ability to actually like improve tangibly throughout the season. Like I remember his Sigma was dog water. Mm-hmm. Um and then by the end of the end of it, it was genuinely good. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, I would I would I don't know if I'd put him in GOAT conversation, but definitely like at his role, maybe like the best of yeah list okay sure. joe give me the ammunition to get out of this so okay. how do i tell the public that void might be my goat but he's not the best off tank of all time can i pull that off can i lie to the people wow what is that is crazy <laughs> that's that's a, <laughs> Jesus, gymnastics going on there. <laughs> that yeah you'd have to really lay out some definitions and uh, he's your goat but not I mean, I guess if you're looking at like goat from like a longevity perspective and like didn't end on top, I guess maybe you could have some sort of argument, but that's not where void ended. He ended on top. Yeah. So like that one's hard. Um, yeah, no, I that one's yeah, 
that's some mental gymnastics. I'll side with Avril on that. Yeah, you gotta like, you know, how high get them, is get this the powder ready, boys? Let's go. We're you're doing, you're doing some mental backflips on this high beam currently. Like, yeah. how do I, how do I work this out? I just you need, know? I need a backdoor, dude. Like, I, I know I can't pull it off, but if there's an argument, some way, maybe. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, the the thing is, bottom line is, we don't have a have a satisfying goat. Like, it's not like, it's not even at this point now. Like, you know, in, in ba uh, basketball, where it's like, ah, gotta, is it Jordan? Is it, like, LeBron? And both of those have clear, like, great cases mm -hmm. and, like, just, like, substantially have more accolades than everyone else. Like, yeah. or yep. the vast majority of other players. Not like this in Overwatch, unfortunately. Like, no. And in the NFL, it's, it's only Tom Brady, and I won't hear any, anything else. I won't hear otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when the guy has seven rings, you really can't argue no. with it. Can't. The age <laughs> is... Yep. Can't. So it's like you just you don't have that in Overwatch yet. I think no. maybe down the line. It also depends because you know, God forbid, but like some people in the GOAT conversation could end up retiring and just due to not not because they hate the game or anything, yeah. but just due to like I'm getting old, I need to go to the military, just anything, you know, it could be anything. And then oh. some other it could be like a Jordan LeBron situation where, you know, they don't end up it's not like these two guys play each other, like they're from different completely different eras. And one person plays for a certain era and the other person yeah. plays for another certain amount of time in their era. And then you have to kind of do this like mental comparison, like, oh, what's the hypothetical comparison here? Because there you can't you don't actually have a proper one. Whereas currently, at least you get to see Flitter and Prophet play against each other. You know, you get you get mm. to have that conversation currently. Um but the thing is like I I hate I, I and I can't follow the argument of like well, the competition now is more fierce and definitely next level. That's why, like, now it matters more. That doesn't, like, it, it, there's nothing in me that this resonates with. Why? Because, like, and, and I make the argument in the articles, right? Uh -huh. Gary Kasparov. I think he was yeah. number one uh, world chess uh, ELO rating for 19 years. If you put Pete Kasparov in a competition now, I don't think he would make... Like, just, like, warp him in, not have give him the same tools or whatever. Just warp him mm -hmm. in. He might not be able to compete with the top 100. Why? Because the AI revolution just, like, gave so much better educational purposes for every... Like, the when the environment just gets, like, so much better, that... People just like can have this quant quantum leap of knowledge through professionalization. It is the environment that got better. It's not necessarily the individual. So, like, how do you compare those people then? Right? Like, how is Kasparov sure. not one of the greatest chess players of all time just because he wouldn't make top 100 with the, his knowledge base? Now, of course, if Gary Kasparov was probably with the same drive, with the same, like, uh, like chess ability was born nowadays and had all the access to he probably would once again be the, one of the best ones don't even know if that's true maybe his, his specific skill set I mean, was just like prime selected against like what the environment is but yeah that, that, that's why like i i necessarily have to say yes it is a very different environment i don't know if it's necessarily like easier to win overwatch league season one than it was to win overwatch season four, league season four I don't hate the analogy. I guess my my hang up is like there isn't some sort of like gigantic 
obviously there were changes like you have hero pools <clears throat> and you have a roll lock and shit like that but i don't i don't see this kind of similar comparison to like this this ai influx in chess i i don't see if anything i see the fact that like you had like very obviously weak teams in season one very low competition so while i agree like to an extent that like you shouldn't place all of the weight on the back end of the tail and say only the most recent competition matters it but, at least for me it matters a little bit more than something uh, like later but relatively weak teams exist now like we had london we had vancouver we had value. Yeah, I'm only. I'm looking. I'm looking at stuff in the top line competition. I'm. I'm not including the free wins you get to farm off the Valiant. Also, of yeah. chess has like such a long history. I mean, you can't ignore Gary Kasparov because he's he's had such an insanely long history in the game. Whereas, mm. like, how many? We've had four years of Overwatch League. It's just. I mean, you know, yes, and there's the problem is our small scale makes a lot of the those issues worse for sure. The goat uh, discussion is the same. Yeah. Newsflash, though, this is esports. Our shit is always going to die after 10 years unless we're a fringe case where we luck out in some way, right? Like, this is just what we have to deal with. Yeah. Our time is very much accelerated. So, like, four years at the top is, like, still very, very good. Um, yeah, I mean, there are weaker teams. I, I don't know. I, I look back at season one and I, I see a lot of just very bizarre players very weak teams i look at the teams now yes they are weak in today's climate but i don't know if you like transplant them vice versa right if you take season one mayhem and you put them now are they even well, able to hang the the thing is that there my argument would be we okay. we had pretty good players in season one filtered sure. by the competitive competitive system that we had pre-Overwatch League, meaning weekend cups where teams could like practice for several weeks in order to compete there. Or okay. Apex style type tournaments where you had two weeks to prepare for one opponent and could make that make up that, you know, very particular strategy in order to counter them. Then sure. we completely changed the environment, put it into one location in in the US, had them play a, a fucking plethora of uh, matches and mm. then you filter for and some just weren't like aligned with that like we basically like Moscow 5 half this fucking league right True, yeah, yeah. like you can't tell me that a team as good as Dallas just fell off a fucking cliff because the game moved past them within like four weeks or some shit like between uh, contender <sighs> season zero and like um, you know Overwatch League I think I think there's an argument to be made and like this is this is done with the hottest of takes like right off the top of the head like I don't know how to view Envy nowadays when you look back at like yeah they won Apex season one they were great they were fantastic they come back and they do fantastic domestically but like is that a but they also metric? go deep in uh, Apex season two and three right yeah yeah sort of. They couldn't do certain things, but they still made it work. And they're doing it against the environment there, right? Like, <sighs> Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, a lot of those guys kind of got over playing from Korea and all that kind of stuff. Like, they... Yeah. <clears throat> I know that was tough. Yeah. So, so things waned over time. That's true. I think it's just, like, different environments select for different people. And yeah. 
that mm. misalignment just makes it so, like I, if anything i would say i think for instance there are probably vastly more players competing actively in season one and season two of overwatch mm. um, would be my guess true, true. like the, the people that made it there probably beat more people in order to get there and mm. eclipse the average skill level more than what is currently the case I, I think I would definitely see the argument. Um, I think I kind of already have, to be honest, in my mind, like after you brought up like the after you reminded me the fact of like everybody was in the same location, everybody could practice against everybody that we didn't have like these two regional bubbles. We didn't have multi regions where Europe had to only play in Europe and NA had only can only play in their domestic side of things right like yeah. it was all centralized. All of the best players or what we thought were the best players were all centralized in L.A everybody's practicing assumedly against everybody obviously some teams not against others but outliers aside um yeah i guess they could be comparative like, yeah i guess i guess uh you, you've changed my opinion at the very least uh yeah yeah it's just, I don't, it's I don't just hate it. different I don't hate it. It, like of course like if you tell me like i don't know like before like in what what's this guy called hosbury before the Hosbury flop was like a thing, when the guy invented like in in uh, in jump, like in what's it called, like when you jump over like a uh, like a bar, you know the Olympic competition where people have to jump hurdles. No, high jump, high jump. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. So the, the like, you know that the move that now and everyone makes in order to jump high is like the, called the uh, Fosbury flop, right? And this guy invented the Fosbury flop, right? Mm. Probably the competition before that wasn't as fierce as as it was like after the fact, like and with the professionalization or like as I don't know, like you know, like when a when a um, when a sport is still very fringe, I can totally see the, how the competition can't be the same. I think once mm. once critical mass is reached, like every every era of that competition probably has some inherent uh, difficulty to it that those who excel in that uh, environment have to overcome. Mm. So, um, I th do we have our own kind of like weird dilemma in esports where because we're both a competition and a games game as a service just a, a an entertainment product in some aspects that like because things are always changing like you are always grading on a, de a separate scale if that makes sense yeah yeah no like season one is different to season two and season three i mean i think it's most obvious maybe in league of legends with some of the most like recent modern history yeah um obviously owl i mean brood war in some aspects has some very i mean as a game that is lauded as like oh it's unchanged like there were things that the environment still changed right like mm. you know it's it's all different so at some point you kind of have to establish eras who is the best across the i don't know like it's it's the same in know. football dude like the the thing is sometimes like i i like i'm i'm being a little unfair to to sports as well because i don't notice how much transience there is as well in terms mm. of like just rule changes like even fundamental ones theoretically sometimes sure. um that just like move the 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 needle but like if you look at like 
footage from like, I don't know, the 70s. You know how hard they would get their shit pushed in by like a third <laughs> level team? Like Franz Beckenbauer standing like on the corner just like having a chilled cup of tea while like triangulating like the way he wants to bring that flank in or whatever. It's like everyone's just way more polished and like aggressive now. Their entire lives since like 11 has been honed towards like being the best at this one thing when some right. of the those top competitors come in our, uh, out of a bar basically running into or stumbling into a pro career. Like, yeah, there might, I can see the argument how nowadays competition is tougher just because like by, by comparison, but yeah, it's it's forever going to be a notoriously hard uh, difference. And maybe there our shortness even helps us because at least we're not like comparing the differences of the worlds that they're taking place sure, in. Yeah. Right? So yeah. um it's it's never going to be an accurate science for sure. But so, mm. anyway, <laughs> back to the topic. Right. Shit, what are we even talking about anymore? Um Damn, your skill got me confused as shit. So, best of Overwatch 1. We talked a little bit about metas and different eras and stuff like that. Mm. Do we want to talk about, you know, what were some of the best eras of Overwatch 1 or some of our favorite, like, kind of timelines of Overwatch 1 have been? Obviously, I'm going to be the kind of guy that will just say straight away, like, fuck GOATS, the absolute worst timeline. And Dive was the best. I mean, and, I don't, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm actually going to say that, um, first of all, my favorite season of the Overwatch League was this most recent one because I was in it. No, but also because, <laughs> uh, no, but really because um, I just, it was at the top level. It was super mm -hmm. fun to watch and competitive. I'm, I'm going to forget that Valiant and Vancouver and the rest existed and all that kind of stuff. But outside of the meme teams, it was actually pretty competitive. And we yeah, totally. saw some real style clashes. We saw probably the most sophisticated and evolved version of dive we have ever seen with mm. what shanghai and chengdu were eventually doing um and even gladiators over in the na right the teams that mm. really got into that dive and it was just so beautiful to watch and even then like it felt like goats well ghosts but you know brawl slash rush was still pretty viable for the most part um i was dominating na and seeing how the two different regions were developing their own metas was heaps of fun uh, I'm I'm all for cross regional gameplay as well because I think that really creates far more interesting competition rather than it being so homogenized in one region. That's kind of boring to me, and it becomes super predictable. Um, so yeah, I I think like every year's competition for me improved. And oh, easily. I look back in season one, you had the moth meta, nah, not super interesting, and you know I just didn't I didn't I enjoy I think the grand finals meta like with the with you know, being die for the whole year was was fine with me, but um, it was a really homogenized kind of league, and it wasn't super interesting for me. Season mm. two obviously was four goats so that can just fuck right off, um, and then season three was a bit of a mixed bag. I mean, we had a bunch of different stuff happening, some double shield in there, which wasn't the best. Mm. Um, season four though, I think was we came into season four off a strong meta, like yeah. even the meta preceding season four and succeeding season three so i'm talking in the season three to four off season where contenders played gauntlet we had almost like a kind of ball meta evolving we were evolving into a ball meta ash was there as well echo was still being played and that just kind of 
evolved further with the introduction of season four and we just really got to see some cool stuff this year mm. no yeah it was definitely i would agree on a lot of those points like uh year by year it feels like the competition has evolved um so if you're looking at it from that angle um i could see why the later ends of you know the overwatch league the overwatch one league era um has has been so successful um I, I obviously, you know, looking at Yeska's poll, um, it, it is surprising looking and seeing how many people view Overwatch League season one so far. Rose tinted glasses, by the way. It is. And it's and I kind of almost feel empathetic because I feel like I'm the same way with Apex. Where it's like, yeah, Apex was cool, but like the rest of the world didn't really have anything. Like Overwatch kind of sucked at that point. Like we were competitive Overwatch wasn't doing anything during Apex, like as a whole, like we had a really cool, nice little gem, but like as a whole, it was pretty just deserted. Like there was nothing going on. Everybody was just in a holding pattern waiting because nobody was like willing to pull the trigger when you knew Owl was just somewhere soon. Um, And I guess in season one, it's kind of similar with like the sense of competition being pretty low and just like, the excitement being very high, it, I guess in in a sense that's kind of vapid, but it definitely is rose tinted glasses, a hundred percent. Like the broadcast, there were things about it that I wish we still had, um, but maybe they're gone for some good. I don't know. It's it was fun, but I guess it depends on what you define as like your favorite. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I'll definitely. So I'm 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 forever like torn between like Apex season three and uh I would say season two stage one till three. Um Okay. Because I why think season three. No Apex season three? Yeah, why season three? I don't know, dude. Like the KDP uh against Lunatic High era just like grabbed me differently at the time. It was pretty mm. intense. Uh, just like the whole like Kong line, yeah. Uh, thing I I really liked a lot of the players. Maybe it's also like just like looking at that final was like the lineup, and it's <sighs> it's kind of cool to see like that many of those players that didn't get the W back then eventually got yeah. it. Um, just separated. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. Like I really like that um storyline. I I remember like I wrote an article about like us going into the uh golden age of Overwatch in season mm-hmm. 2 um ironically i still feel that way but not for the reasons i outlined so i remember mm. making the argument like we're about to just like leave goats behind because we're getting balance changes and whatnot like and that will feel really good but it actually was good because of goats because we stuck like i'm sorry i will I, I don't like meta diversity. I just don't. Like, I think it makes comparative comparisons way harder. It makes, um, I, I don't really care for, like, yeah. for instance, okay, so what pot- potentially could be more interesting to me is if everyone's played their style for an entire season or sure. large amounts of the season. That could be cool. The, yeah. the constant changing just makes, I don't know, like, it already feels so random to me who's winning and who's not in terms mm. of 
the environmental impact of what everyone has to deal with behind the scenes and whatnot. And mm. like there's there's so little agency in terms of like how I feel about or I feel very strongly that teams have limited agency in their ability to win titles and matches. Um that the randomness of hero pools just completely sure destroyed yeah. my enjoyment of that. Um Yeah, hero pools did suck. So I I I still like for someone that actually not not only doesn't care for stomps and like bad games taking place, I can absolutely mm. just not watch the mediocre games and then the the stomps I even enjoy. Like when one team mm. just like demonstrates that they're so much better at the video game than even like other paid professionals. That's something I get enjoyment out. Um so I don't know, like the whole storyline around it with Titans and Shock was just so satisfying. The gameplay was really satisfying. The sort of like how it felt to be watching those games was really satisfying. Um, in terms of the, the, the I always use the metaphor for dance of two teams that sort of like they sort of agreed yeah. on the rules of the game and then just like try to be better at them. And that just felt really satisfying to me. I don't know. You also didn't know where it was going. There were like double getbacks, like stage one, and then like the comeback in stage two, and like this wild determination of that roster that held, had felt defeat. I don't know. Like, I, I almost feel like the ultimate cuck cuckening of like the this storyline was just like the dumbest fuck yeah uh po postseason patch in stage four and uh in the postseason hate that i mean people do be loving that i, I don't know do people do be loving that or is it just developers loving what just like these these playoff patches because it's yeah, not just overwatch I don't, I don't know about like okay I think season 3 was pretty egregious like the whole hog thing was gross but yeah Season two was like, God, we are so tired. Agreed. Of yes. I think like, that I, is that not like the outlier, though? Like, it feels like, like for everything else is just like we're just changing things in a big way for freshness sake. Just for I don't novelty. Think it was even I don't even think it was even like Team Force and they're like, oh, we better do no. something like playoffs. Like, I don't think that was the I goal. No, of course. Not. Um, But it's maybe weirdly is, coincidental. Is it a yeah? But is maybe it is just a coincidence? Like, am I allowed to? It's possible. Give yeah. them the benefit of the doubt on that. Um, as far as like meta homogeny goes, like I hate it. But I what I do like is I like when you have a natural diversity of meta, not force. So mm. what I don't want, I don't want season three where you just had like yeah, every single week we're gonna have a hero pool. That's stupid yeah. as fuck. Please no. But season four where we had a genuine meta diversity. Because teams were creative and they had different play styles and teams played to their strengths. For example, Atlanta, they played more rush, more Rhine based comps because that was their strength. They played more risk if they could. Uh, Gladiators played more dive because that was their strength and their style. And teams stuck to that. Like, teams stuck. Dallas is the best example of a team that, like, truly stuck to what they were good in their style because they knew what their strengths are. And that's what you want to see. Like, you get robbed of all of that if everyone just plays GOATs. Because goats is so dominant as a as a as a meta that if you're not playing goats, you're certainly you're just making a mistake. You're just playing the game wrong, right? Is is what it ends up being. So 
yeah, I think to me, Goat's really ruined Overwatch, and um, I, it's a hill I'm I'm willing to 100% die on. I'll die on that hill any day of the week. It's just it was so awful to watch. I hated it. It wasn't an FPS game. I'm sorry, but I didn't sign up to watch a first-person MOBA. I need, I need to see some shooty shooty bang bang. Otherwise, you know, I I might as well watch League of Legends. Like, you know, let me watch a real MOBA if we're gonna watch a fucking MOBA. Yeah, yeah. Um. I think for me, Goats was kind of a sweet science. Like it was cool to see a weird, rigid. It was a fun experiment. It's not something I think was sustainable. It's not something that I I think I probably still enjoyed today if it was still going on. Um, but there's a part of me that wishes it went for a little bit longer to see if we could kill it with like that stage three Shanghai kind of resurgence with their own wacky stuff. Um. But yeah, it was it was cool uh, to see. It wasn't. Hang on, I, that's I've, I feel like that's a really inaccurate narrative. Like, okay. oh yeah, Shanghai, we're coming in. They're about to kill goats. Like, yeah, after Blizzard and Team Four had repeatedly tried to nerf goats in every Agreed. other direction. Yes. they targeted Brig. They targeted X and Y heroes. They did all these things. Mm. It's not like Shanghai just magically figured it out one day. Like, oh look, people can figure it out. No, Blizzard were also targeting target nerfing goats the entire time, but they were doing it in such a small and like. Uh, un, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like they just they just weren't being heavy handed enough. Like they mm-hmm. were they were so they were doing it in such a soft way. It's like what difference is this going to make? So you had to have the combination of all these goat nerfs. Yep. Then on top of that, Shanghai then going towards this more counter style because they you know realized they had some strength. They had really great fire gameplay, which helps a lot. Like that's that's a lot to do with uh, mm-hmm. succeeding against goats. So you needed all of that to even have a chance of beating Ghost. And of course they did. So congrats to them. And still, you know, one of the best series I think that we've had. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't just like they woke up one day. It was like, guys, let's play no, fire. It'll work. Like it's this, yeah. I don't know. I think some people treat it that way. And that pisses me off. Like that's just not how it was. First, so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a com- um, it's a combination of creativity and, and, looking at some of the trends I just think, like this is just how every every video game is i mean it's maybe in traditional sports you know it's whatever like yeah okay you're gonna have the same 11 versus 11 one you know soccer or football ball in the middle of the pitch and you're just gonna play ball every single time you're gonna mm. play the 5v5 basketball and the games the rules already change and you're just watching the same game every time it's kind of like okay but in a video game in esports the game needs to evolve. This is why, by the way, Overwatch as a, as a franchise has been on the down because we haven't had new content. We need new stuff. Like people need yeah. new stuff to watch. That doesn't mean we need a new meta every single week through artificial means, yes. like drawing a new hero pool. But it does mean that, like, if we do stick to a single meta for so long, a meta that, by the way, completely removes DPS players, that forcing them forcing them onto onto tanks and supports, just in case anyone forgot ruining a lot of careers like pine's career went into the dirt because he just couldn't play widow anymore couldn't play hit scan anymore if you weren't a trace sorry if you weren't a brig player or a zarya player as dps you literally had nothing to do in ghosts yep. um it was just like such a boring time in overwatch i think people really look at goats through crazy rose tinted glass like two laser glasses even and for the people that truly did enjoy goats like good for you but like man that's just not the Overwatch game I remember oh, in 2016. Yeah, uh, that's no, just a all. totally different game. That's like a shitty MOBA. You're playing like a bad MOBA now. Like again, like I said, if I wanted to watch a MOBA, I'm gonna go and watch League of Legends. Why am I watching this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, give me the yep. give me the team based FPS shooter game that I saw in 2016. 
totally. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I I would rest on it just being a fun experiment, cool in some aspects, but yeah, not not sustainable in any way. And like you said, it's just not. It's so divorced from like the original concept of the game that it had to go. It couldn't. It couldn't. It could not stay. Could not. Yeah. I I would have just liked to see it through for that season. Yeah. I mean, knowing knowing kind of how you look at like the seasons and looking at like what we're grading for, uh, that's definitely something that you've been consistent about throughout the years. It's like, you know, starting in one school of thought and then, you know, testing for it at the very end, I think is is admirable. Hard to do, but. I mean, Yuska, it's not they weren't trying to. Uh, this is this is a tough conversation to have. I say they weren't trying to prolong goats, but indirectly they were because they were so soft about how they being blizzard soft about how they were nerfing it as in they were just like yeah the you know the the pros will just do it on their own and we're just gonna we're just gonna make brigida's shield uh lower by one uh you'll go from 500 to 499 and see if that makes a big difference i'm sure that'll be the one that that destroys goats and it's like you know i i think the correct way to handle that situation is we would have we could have nipped goat in the buzz after stage one you know if if balancing was done a little bit more aggressively which is kind of how it should be in my opinion so this whole like yeah we, we should have kept the go kept the going for until the end i'm like yeah but we shouldn't even gone that far in the first place is my argument yeah shouldn't even be in a shouldn't even be in a position where we can even talk about it going till the end of the year because it shouldn't have even gone that far yeah i guess i guess you could make that argument i think i just value consistency a lot um i will also say like I think once we got away from stable metas, the, our ability to compare players just fell off a cliff where we can't really agree agree on things much anymore, which is not something I enjoy. Like, I felt like with the introduction of Hero Pools, statistics probably came, became... Like, nobody has figured out a way to at least present them to the public in a salient manner that they actually say anything. Like, if you look at IBM, uh, at the IBM rankings, nobody really talked about it, but for good reason, because, I mean, those were terribly disappointing. They are almost like, if you look at the evaluation of those players, it was almost like the correlation between them, them uh, their performance and, like, map win rate, for instance, was, like, mm -hmm. very high. Like, yeah. So player that wins a lot is good player is not something I need a uh an yeah. engine for. But and maybe it is just this complicated. In GOATs and in dive comparatively, or in Apex, it was much more like it, when you have the same compositions and mirror compositions, like you can compare numbers yeah, much course. more, right? Mm -hmm. And Or there are easier reasons as to why those numbers aren't matching up. Right there, there are style differences. There are, you know, there's. It's more obvious why things just don't add up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's more like, yeah, I think it's just like what people value. I get that they have different tolerance for lack of novelty. Like I, I don't know. Like I also in in private life, I I totally can and would eat the same meal for if i had to six six months no problem 
Like, I've been eating pretty much chicken and potatoes for the better part of half a year now. In some varying capacity. Of course, some... Not every day. But, like, I, I don't get... I don't grow, uh, you know, tired of, of most things easily. Um, and I don't... Otherwise, like, I don't know. If we're still playing Dive, then we are. we would still be playing... Like, if you could, just, like, play Genji Tracer Dive to Infinity. That would be my ideal way of Overwatch, honestly. Mirror matches, maybe we can have some... Like, I'm indifferent if we go in Ana or Zen. I don't think it's particularly too different, even though I guess in some ways it could be. But yeah, like, that's that's just my way of enjoying... Uh, or where I enjoyed Overwatch the most when we had Mirror Compositions. I think, um, I think you'd like Counter-Strike. And for what it's worth, I do like Counter-Strike for that, because like, it's one of those games where, like a traditional sport, the game doesn't really change at all, ever. Um, and it doesn't have... Because, I, I, look, I'll be the one to also make a counter-argument against my argument, which is that, like, yeah, like, things... Homogenous gameplay can also be interesting. That's why you still watch basketball, even though it's the same game, decades and decades later, and all every traditional sport is pretty much the exact same game as it has been for, like, 100 years, right? That's not. I'm not saying like, oh, they need to add new characters into into NFL next year. You know, we we need mm. we need to fucking <laughs> change the meta, fellas. That's not what I'm saying, but um, it's just not what I signed up to. Like for for a game like Overwatch, yeah. that one of the key facets of the game, one of the key features of the game is in the diversity of like what you can play and how you can play it, and like the creativity behind the game. Mm. Having all the creativity killed. Is just like it just feels so anti what the game is as an identity of the game, right? Mm -hmm. um, whereas I don't go into a game like Counter Strike. I'm like, oh my god, where's all the where's all my heroes? Where's more my diverse heroes in this game? Like, I don't mind that everyone's just a carbon carbon copy paste of different terrorists and counter terrorists. Because if I watch Counter Strike, that's what I'm signing up to. I'm signing up to watch yeah. that exact game. I'm okay with that. But I just Thanks. feel like it. I feel like Ghost Betrayed Overwatch is how I feel. In a lot of ways, definitely not uh, the expectation met when, like you said, you saw the game 2016, 2015. Yep. Um, as CS has been the same for all of its nuanced changes, um, definitely been the same like fun, like foundational game uh, since its inception. So, yeah, would agree. I think we're still finding ourselves. Um, I'm, a big I'm a big TF2 guy, and I don't mind that there's still only nine classes. They don't need ten classes. Yeah. That's not what the diver That's not what the variety in the game is, to me. Um, mm. But we're also, I don't know, we're in in a position where, like, you're in a game that has characters and has heroes and wants to have MOBA elements and. Despite me saying and admitting that the game is MOBA elements, it doesn't mean I want to watch a full MOBA game on Overwatch, yeah. by the way. It just means, like, I'm okay with the MOBA elements being there as long as it's balanced with the first-person shooter elements. But, like, yeah, I mean, like other MOBA games out there, you do get new characters. It is about to see... It is about seeing, you know, different characters on screen. In a way, I almost feel like the game Overwatch would be really good if it was a game that had way more heroes, but then you could just have, like, unique heroes per team and mm -hmm. hero bands, stuff like that. Uh, and be more like an actual MOBA in a way. It's kind of ironic that I'm saying I want it to be more like a MOBA, more like a MOBA in terms of in some ways. how the hero interaction is, mm. where if you pick a hero on your team, the other team can't have that, but obviously you would need to have a lot more heroes for that to be a viable thing, and you'd have to have some overlap in what the heroes can do 
whereas the current design here is that like everything is very unique yeah but yeah i mean as far as getting back onto topic about different eras uh i enjoyed 2021 this year the most mostly because of how competitive and diverse it was for what was viable and what was good like different team strategies different styles were all viable mm. and everything was and your players would say the same thing i think stage one in particular was the best for it i think you know if anything stage two totally. kind of ruined it because of the hero pause and that was a lesson that needed to be learned mm. um and you know maybe now we can go back and say we didn't even need the hero pause because at the time the most yep. played hero was tracer and she didn't even she was below 50 percent pick rate pick rate and i think that's the first time ever that we had you know uh all, every single hero below 50 percent including the number one hero picked. So yep. yeah, a lot of different stuff was viable. And it was just, a, it was just a lot of fun to watch. Totally. And I think we found like a nice model. Um, and this is something that I think was brought up in our discord. Um, but in a way, you know, the pandemic was kind of a blessing for us because we got, we, we went through some, some difficulties for sure. Um, yeah. But I think we're starting to find that we don't need to kind of artificially change the meta we you know location does play a, a gigantic role at to yiska's point earlier um in in how the social concept of the game shifts right when mm -hmm. we have teams practicing in a, in a bubble completely you know 12 hours away across the world obviously it doesn't take 12 hours to cross the world but you get my point um and you have people on the west side of the world you know doing their own thing and they come to different conclusions and those conclusions are really fun and very very different um sometimes they're the same most of the time they're so divorced that it it really becomes you know it, it mimics sports in some ways when you look at like oh does this divisional leader you know how do they match up here you can have those those entertaining thoughts that i think really grip people um mm. on top of having strict incredible stylistic clashes you know anybody who's seen a boxing match or seen the ufc you know styles do make fights that's the stuff that you want to you know sign in and, and pay money to see um and i think we we yeah. captured that finally with this season and hopefully we can I mean, only refine that going into the next season if i'm allowed to make a kind of out there on the edge analogy it's like if you're watching an rts game mm -hmm. let's just use starcraft because it's a popular sure. one you want to see all the different races interact if it's just, oh, it's only Terran versus Terran now, and if you're not playing Terran versus Terran, you're literally playing the game wrong. Oh, by the way, Zerg and Protoss are not viable at all. What a bullshit game that would be. You can imagine oh, that would be completely bullshit. To me, that's exactly what GOATS was. GOATS yeah. was just only one race versus the exact same race in a mirror, and no other races were viable at all. No yeah. Zerg, no Protoss, only versus Terran versus Terran, and do that for six months. Fucking no, no thanks. Next, pass. Nope. Yeah. Too rigid is never a good thing. You, you always want some diversity you don't want mechanical or like this 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 artificial diversity where you have you know all of these different races you come up with new races you come up with new you know uh handicaps to put on people just to make things yeah. easier for others but it's there there is a sense of you know interest when you have different things have any other kind of best ofs of this year we actually didn't even get that too deep because we kind of went deep on the individual topics but as we kind of you know probably wrap this bit up and move on from the overall topic did we did anyone else want to bring up like any sort of favorites mm. from of which one i will say you could this is very much recency bias but like as a play that kind of stands out in my mind you know uh 
I think shoes, clutch on uh, Havana definitely has got to be up there in terms of like the Mount Rushmore of like crazy Overwatch, like high level Overwatch competitive moments. plays. Yeah, a Rushmore of big moments. Yeah, big moments. That was that was insane to me. Um, on top of that as well, I might add that mm-hmm. I think, and I'd be interested to see where you, where you guys land as well. I think the Glads versus Chengdu stage final is the best game of Overwatch League history. Oh. In my opinion. In um, my opinion. It's, got, it's up there for sure. I don't know if I'd say it's... First of all, I don't it's know. a final. Second of all, Agreed. it's like literally on the edge of your seat where you have no idea who's going to win, mm-hmm. no idea what's going to happen, liar. down to the literal final moments of the game, and then to top it all off, the fucking cherry on top, the climax of the entire thing, Shu does one of the craziest Mount Rushmore style plays you've ever seen True. in your life, right? This is why I think that's the greatest game of all time. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't hate that argument for sure. Um, yeah. I wonder if, if theoretically you could say the same thing about Apex Finals. It always felt like, I don't know, <laughs> Runaway against Lunatic High is definitely close, right? Um, okay, you, yeah. you bring up like eight, you, there's definitely some eight map series, and you know, yeah, in Apex and stuff like that. I, I'm I'm a little bit more biased towards uh, recent games because I feel mm-hmm. like the level of play evolved much higher, and players are better players mechanically and as a team. Because uh, here's the one thing, here's the one bone I'll throw goats in terms of what goats really did well. For Overwatch has increased the, the standard of team play by a lot. Mm. Um, and so taking those learnings into more diverse metas and dive, that allowed for teams to really give and produce and show the highest levels of coordinated dive we've ever seen in, in Overwatch competitive history. Um, and sure, Shanghai and Dallas weren't there, but Glads and Chengdu were easily good enough teams and super talented, some of the best players in the world in there. Um, and some gigantic moments from both teams over the course of the entire series and a super back and forth series that was just hard to predict. Like was, you couldn't, you couldn't say who was going to win because it was so neck and neck. I mean, those are the best series because, um, you don't want to be watching a game where it's super like, oh yeah, Shanghai is just going to win, right? You don't want that. You want a game where you don't know who's going to win. And some of the Apex games didn't have that, but I feel like this game delivered that and more. Yeah, now that now that you kind of lay it out, it's definitely a contender. Um, because a lot of these other games that I think you know just really stick out to me just aren't finals. They don't have that weight. They don't have. They might have the edge of the seat. Like we're not sure which way it's gonna go. Um, they certainly don't all have the the cherry on top with the the fantastic you know outplay. But yeah, that's. I think it. I'd be interested to see, and this isn't like a, a YouTube bait, but I am kind um, of interested. Love YouTube bait. You know, leave a comment below on what you think the the best Overwatch series, Overwatch League series ever was, um, and 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 if maybe Avril swayed your opinion because he definitely. Uh, well, some people. Will, I think you know some honorable mentions are definitely you know like, um, Paris's win in season three for the stage sure. final. Um, you know the EQO clutch as well. What match? I can't remember what match was that, mm. but that was like the the Philly match of the EQO clutch. That game yeah. was pretty tight. People will say maybe stage one finals of season two or stage three finals of season two. Mm. The Shanghai win versus Shock was pretty pretty hot. 
Uh, no one will ever say any of the grand finals because all of our no, grand finals have been completely oh, the crap the entire time. We've never the had a good worst. grand finals. Um, we've had some of the best stage finals ever, but just yeah. I feel like we suck up all the hype in the stage finals, and then yeah. you get to the grand finals, and it's just awful. Yeah. So that's our curse. So we have great stage finals, completely dog shit. Any grand love finals. for season one, stage one finals? With London having to play those back-to-back games and then having to, like, beat up on New York? Who, like, was, like, very obviously the favorite? Yeah. Don't hate that. Definitely was fucking crazy to me that that, they pulled that off. Yeah. Didn't have the cherry on top. Was a final. I think by the end of it, I think you could probably... Maybe you could say, I don't know. I feel like it's hard to kind of remember back to the game in general. I remember like Jonak having some, some odd ultimate usage, but. Oh, sorry. I just had to backtrack a little bit. Okay. But also LA Glads versus Chengdu had super high stakes. Cause it would have been the first any title grand finals win for either organization in their entire history. True. Yeah. Yeah. So the stakes were mega fucking high for that. Hmm. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, it's been a fun. It's been a fun little chapter in Overwatch. It's been fun. Hopefully, Overwatch Two can uh, only do better, be better. Do do better, Overwatch Two. Do better, <laughs> please. Please do better. I kind of don't. I don't know. I think the stage three. Not stage three. I think the year three, twenty twenty games were good. The only problem I have the twenty twenty games. I don't want to take things too far away from the achievements of the teams that achieved great things that year. But because you didn't have international gameplay, mm. it just felt like, yeah, I guess these wins were good. You didn't get tested versus, you know, the Shanghai across the across the ocean who were also dominating. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, that's why it was so hype when we finally got to the playoffs. Except playoffs was riddled with the whole Roadhog BS. And then obviously, and you know, to be honest, the finals of 2020 was one of the better finals because actually we went several maps deep, right? It wasn't just a 4-0 sweep, thank God. Um, but still, I mean, the whole Roadhog thing just killed a lot of interest, at least from my perspective. It was just kind of boring. Um, bit of a joke. But Paris versus Philly in Summer Showdown 2020 uh, was pretty decent. I'd, I'd give that like a a close second or third or something like that. I think that's been one of the better games. That's fair. Also, rip that would have been Fusion's chance to finally get a win. <laughs> Big IP there. True. Yeah. Always seem to kind of fumble it. All right. Are we ready to play some games? We shall. Let's go. Are we getting off the fence or Gaming are we? The no, we'll get off the fence. All right. Let's, Let's fence. go. We got a couple. Couple little questions oh, from our lovely, <laughs> our lovely patrons. As uh, like I guess ten questions, so we get to three hours. Yeah, right. Three hours, three hours worth of ten questions. Let's go. Not two. I think we have three apiece for you guys. Yeah. Um, one amendment. Ten apiece. Yeah. Uh, one amendment to uh, some previous episodes. Um, I think we talked previous to the show. Um, we're going to remove the 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 kind of price uh cap towards questions so if you are a patron and you want to ask a question toss it in our discord shoot it to one of us and you know uh, i'll make sure to add it to the list um just note that if we don't get to you we are probably prioritizing um 
patrons that you know either have been with us longer or um have you know a higher tier but uh if you are even a one dollar patron you can submit a question and we will have these boys get off the fence so um as long as everybody's ready um Uh we'll start with hmm, this is a kind of spicy one uh from longtime friend of the show d hulky fantasy esports um for overwatch lover uh avril i'm gonna ask you to get (gasps) off the fence Uh has overwatch contenders talent dried up how can it be dried up when we still get so much contenders talent every single year going into the overwatch league Mm. unless you mean like after this year is it dried up but then like it's never dry. I don't know. I feel like it's never dry. Even when, even with Overwatch as a game kind of declining, mm-hmm. to me, it's never dried up. Like, we've always had good new talent. We've got, like, one of the biggest talents ever in Overwatch history that is going to, like, absolutely rock the entire Overwatch League who just turned 18. That's coming through. Like, it's like, it's, that's, we got groundbreaking talent coming out going into next year. That's, that's kind of wild, right? Like, that's, to me, the opposite of talent drying up. Hmm. And then as we head into Overwatch 2, like, if anything, there should be more talent interested in what trying to get like, in yeah. the game. If, if, you know, assuming they can get the game, which, you know, we'll, pending that, you know, who knows. Mm. Jessica? Do uh, you feel like Contender still is uh, pretty wet? Moist, maybe? So, okay, caveats here. I don't watch enough Contenders to judge. Um, I feel like, theoretically speaking, there's still, it's drier, I think. Um, okay. I think a lot of the talent that's still coming through benefited from the better days in Contenders. A lot of them ha- had their roots during that time. Mm. I think also monetization is probably drying up for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now, like, it, it, a lot of the, those programs are just i don't know if 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 we can expect just like teams like at that really unprofessionally sort of got good players together is like mm-hmm. a thing that can always happen okay um but that said i noticed that it hasn't incredibly slowed down so maybe that theory is completely wrong i'm i'm very open to the idea that maybe Path to Pro was never necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to judge. But I mean, it's really, let's be honest, call a spade a spade. It's really down to what is the infrastructure still left in South Korea and how, how can those teams work? Because like, we're damn near 60% of the league is now Korean. Mm. Um, so this this will always be the most important uh, region. Region, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. um oh, continue. Sorry. Most important atch or aspect in that discussion, like, does Korea still produce talent? If yes, because they didn't really need the academy teams or whatever, right? Like, mm. they didn't need it before. They didn't need really need it after. I don't think. Props to Genji and uh, Genji and uh, T1, but T1. let's be honest, they didn't fundamentally improve the overall quality of that le- league by being, you know, a an academy team. There, I think mm-hmm. that 
void would have easily been filled by, demonstrated by teams like KDP, O2, XX6, just always haven't been there and being elite talent forges, right? So mm. um, as long as whatever is holding that structure in place keeps going, I, I think we'll never have a dry well. Fair play. Um, Jeska, we'll go back to you with uh, the comment around AT and some of your recent content. We did have somebody, um, I, I believe a new patron, uh, JR Smithsonian, mm -hmm. uh, welcome to the, uh, the Crouchers. Um, but they had a question for you. Would AT, American Tornado, have been top five in OWL or just top five in an A? Get off the fence. So... Okay, I was made aware that the AT crowd has watched this podcast before, namely when I threw shade at uh, the backline of the Atlanta rain. So, <laughs> um, what did I think about that? <laughs> I, I think, I think, in fairness, I a I more like you know when we said like what what's the possibility of a team tanking. Um, then I, we mentioned that as like a potential source of eight, uh, Atlanta not doing as well next year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's also probably a little unfair for me to say because I didn't consume the necessary amount of games of their gameplay that I should have in order to have an accurate opinion of them. Um, but I will say that I still believe dominating contenders and dominating an owl is very different and that scrim bugs don't necessarily have to translate and that ego detachment uh, is way more difficult when you are actually in the competition and have to be under the constraints of that competition and have to play the entire game of like, oh, now my manager told me I have to do an interview. Oh, fucking hell. Maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I don't want to do the sponsorship stuff. And like all of that weighing it down and that necessarily impedes performance. Mm. I think top five owl is almost impossible. I okay. think top five in A, I could see arguments for. Um, okay. So that would put them just to, as you continue, I'll, I'll just for the audience's sake, I'll take a look at, you know, who would have been. Because you know, what game. is true is they had very good scrims results against a lot of teams. Um, mm -hmm. That said, not all teams are always playing to win, right? Like some teams are just sure. playing to improve Practice specific aspects and they don't, like success is not who wins the map. Success mm -hmm. is have we executed what the, the thing we wanted to improve on. So, so, so do you think AT would have beaten the Outlaws by the end? That would have been the fifth place in A team by <laughs> week nineteen. I, I let I let those guys figure that out amongst themselves because I know uh, there's this like crossing friendships on those teams, but um, sure. I think consistently it's probably a hard uh, ask. Like the realities of just like Overwatch League life is interesting, I, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to the idea that they were somewhat on a similar level uh, if had they yeah. competed in the same thing. Once again, like. It's hard to judge like the individual dynamics without knowing really anything other than having talked to Hydron once and like 
mm-hmm. having seen how how these guys move through like you know back channels so it's it's really hard to judge i can all okay. i can tell you is um scrum results those were positive for sure mm-hmm. i understand where their confidence comes from I also think it is in their best interest to have that confidence in themselves and it's sort of like the source of their power as well. Mm. Um, but as I said many times, I think a lot of them will realize like Overwatch League is a little different from playing Contenders. And some of them might get smacked next season because of that. Oh, are we going to name any names or are we just going to no. shoot in the dark? Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I had to, you, you put it out there. I had to swing. Uh, Avril, I know this is probably a, a relatively unfair question to throw to you, but any, any thoughts with AT? Can I answer neither? I'm kidding. Uh, they definitely wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm joking. They wouldn't be top five out. Okay. But NA, I think it's plausible. I think it's plausible to get top five NA because to get top five NA, you basically have to beat like outlaws in Washington. Like those are the type of teams you have to be better than. Yeah. Um, if you can be better than those teams, you're top five. So, could they be there? I mean, I think both Houston and Washington had struggled at various points. I'm looking at this from a perspective of like, because there's two ways to look at it. You can either look at it from, okay, if AT were just an owl team that were playing in North American Overwatch League the entire season, where would they land, right? Over the course of the whole season, that it will include all the BS and all the extra intangibles that Giska's talking about, or you can look at it from the perspective of just throw them into a round robin now and just play a show match. What what would happen? You know, just just AT just show up and play a show match versus either Washington or Houston, full best to five versus three action. How does it go down, right? Um and in the latter sense, I think AT got a fair shot. You know, I think they got a fair okay. shot at beating Houston and Washington in that context. But if you include the longevity of the entire season and having to be consistent and having to get over all the hurdles and all the intangibles and all the logistics of playing a full season of Overwatch League, mm-hmm. then, I mean, they're all kids. I mean, who knows? They, unless they're properly managed and they're strongly motivated and things are going well and they're not getting disheartened, then, you know, those things all have to basically happen for them to, to get a top five result. Because, uh, yeah, I think getting top five in... in Forget top five in Overwatch League, top five even in NA can be a challenge. Uh, where teams like Houston, who started out super strong in stage one, ended up not making playoffs, right? So true. Yeah. yeah. Funny. That was uh, what a lovely game. I love that game. That game was hilarious. Uh, shout out to Justice Houston at the very end. Uh, but staying with Avril for a moment, um, I know we just talked about some of the, the golden era of, of Overwatch and, and some of our favorites. Um, but I, I think we kind of glossed this one over, uh, which is kind of fun to come up to now, uh, with Picasso's question, uh, for Avril, get off the fence. Who was the best team in Overwatch League history, uh, team in season, for example, shock season two, New York season one, Shanghai season four, Shanghai season four. Okay. Uh, I've already said on this podcast, I'm a little bit more biased towards, you know, teams that have played well recently. So you can call that recently it's recency bias if you want, but I think it's valid. I think it's justified in the sense that again, the gameplay has evolved every single year. It's been more competitive every single year. Teams take lessons they learn from previous years and apply them to future years to improve the gameplay. And the level of com the level of skill being shown and teamwork and everything being shown by Shanghai this year was unlike anything I'd ever seen 
watching Overwatch from day one. You know, I've been casting Overwatch and being part of competitive Overwatch since release. And I can tell you anecdotally, at least, that what Shanghai displayed this year was far beyond anything I've ever seen from any team in the entire history of the game. Um, so yeah, their their teamwork was unmatched. Their skill level was unmatched. You know, individual talent was unbelievable in every single position. It's just like, it's a crazy strong team. The likes, I was going to say the likes we'll never see again, but hey, we will because Shanghai have kept the same roster for 2022, thank God. True, true. Jessica, any any rebuttals there? So I, I agree with Shanghai Season 4. I will also point out, and I think we were never really cognizant of that, but they were the first team that really beat the Sangbank curse, <laughs> if you think about it. Like, they... Dude, they didn't just beat it. They completely pummeled that shit by yeah, choosing yeah. Shock in the first round and yeah. beating Shock. They're like, yeah, what sandbag? Yeah. Don't even know what that means. Yeah. I will say... Man, like, those Shock crosses were pretty nutty. If you think about it, like, they themselves had no weaknesses on their team, dude. Mm. Like, that's definitely also the case. And once again, in the environment that they were in... um. I think it's very fair to say that they could be considered on the level. Now, as things get more and more skill, like, there's almost no doubt in my mind that this this ver version of, um, like, Shanghai Dragons, with what they know now and what skill sets they have and the depth of their hero pool, that they would get, like, Shock Season 3 the fuck out of here if they were to mm. match up in their Let's respective... Those guys. They yeah. bend them over and slap that ass is what they would do. Yeah necessarily right like i think even shock players would have to agree that their relative level of like excellence was just not comparable to what shock uh, shanghai did because like everyone leveled up so much and still shanghai was so much better than everyone else at, mm -hmm. by the end of it right so yeah. um of course also perfect storm of matters i i completely understand that i will also say that's probably also true for their dominance though uh especially like um, I would have, yeah, yeah. I I'll leave it there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I I and I don't feel bad about it. I think it's it's a it's a sick roster of like hybrids of people that have been here for a very long time and people that haven't been here for that long, but are still like already like just like the difference between let's say Void and Lip, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very cool to see that just be fused together in such like an excellent fashion. Zero holds on the roster. Everyone legitimately in the top three competition in their role. Yep. Just absolutely nuts. Like, and I will say, you gotta say it now, but like we were hating on Moon in season two for some dumb shit, but he actually created the best team of all time. Legit. Yeah, Moon, well deserved winner of um what coach of the year esports mm -hmm. awards even though that shit is rigged as fuck anyway but um well deserved anyway yeah and yeah i mean dude like the guy nailed his roster this year i mean shanghai probably gave him a pretty nice budget to work with i mean they they've nailed i would imagine have nailed next year's roster too because organization moon and the management have all just come together and be like yo we got the winning team you know we, we got the right source here we don't need to change the formula Let's go into next year strong. I hope like this these what I'm saying now doesn't come back to bite me for Overwatch 2, but I can't imagine Shanghai falling yeah, off next tough. year when they were so good this year. And you've kept team synergy, keeping the same players, 
who are good at playing with each other together is like a rare thing in this game mm. you know whether that be because and some of it's outside of team's control like players contracts just run out and the other yeah. teams buy them you know and money's a big deal here and like oh you get a good offer and it's like yeah i like this player but fuck this is a good offer you, you sell anyway you know so sometimes even when you want to keep a team together like you know the whole contract stuff just throws a spanner in the work so uh, it's tough and i don't like this whole meta discussion as well people will come down people will try and take away from the success of teams in shanghai be like oh yeah well they got lucky with the meta blah 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 it's like bro my guy every team gets quote-unquote lucky with their meta respectively every single year mm. right every year like oh yeah i mean the like what team what team who won that year like doesn't get lucky with their meta like what are you even talking about like that's just this complete nonsensical argument yeah agreed also Everybody. good teams create their own like good teams are just yes. good and they just win no matter what they create their own luck like yeah what are you on about lots of lots of styles to to kind of you know showcase and whatnot um going to yiska for a moment um with another question from picasso Here's a little fun one for you. Uh, if you could go back to 2018 and secure a spot managing slash coaching an owl franchise, who do you sign first as a franchise player and who do you sign to compliment them? I'm going to hijack this and say just one compliment, just one person to, to compliment the franchise player. In 2018. So, yeah. So, so sign profit and then who yes. do you sign next time? Um, well, you knew he was going to sign profit. Yeah, I mean, so okay. So, are we talking? Stand of stand. Uh, are we talking like now in hindsight, with all the knowledge upon, like, betrothed upon us, or at the time without knowing what would happen? Using using the verbiage, if you could go back, I would say that knowing what right. you know now, going back to 2018, you know, back to the future style, what would you do? Well, you sign profit, and who do you sign next? No, to? I'm actually signing Fletter. Okay. I think <laughs> I think I'd be Is I'd, this your nightmare? No, I'd be uh I'd I'd have the illusions of grandeur, you know, like like I can fix him or fix the situation type of thing. <laughs> you know, the the the, the flame special. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. Where I would say I would just not have a team that sucks around Fletta. Mm, okay. Um, and would just have him be excellent for all four seasons. Even though I will say, like, he was excellent first half of season one, I would say. Season two was, of course, a little quiet because of goats. Yeah, I think Fleta is kind of a good choice. Uh, Profit is definitely, like, the other one. Um, mm -hmm. now, could is you that your do... compliment? Okay, yes, that's the question now. Um... Is that the Bro, I, to I'm a, question? Nah, I think the I think the loophole is nah. I don't think there's a loophole. I think I think you're not going wrong by saying Void Fletter and just like take it from there. I think that's just okay. like you you got your <laughs> shit figured out on the yes. off tank roll. It's so important to get right. Mm. Um, I think you're never going to be faced out of matters and uh, with choosing Fletter. Mm -hmm. um, and I also have the hit scan roll on lock because Fletter was also famously one of the better Widowmakers uh, during his time sure uh, um, yeah just like covering all bases I think those two would be my choices 
you're just you're just slowly trying to sign season four shanghai dragons yeah. and season one you're like oh yeah and you know, i start with flatter and void and then oh, yeah, <laughs> i might just get fate as well like oh yeah that's right easy arky places i might just get easy arky also you know i think about that like oh ej gone's not available but yeah fuck it we, we, we're gonna break some rules here okay he's 15 we're gonna get him anyway and <laughs> okay can i can i do some like just because you gave gave me that name there's no fucking way that Iziaki isn't replaceable. I'm sorry, but they're like every top five flex support could be playing in that game and uh, team, and there would be no change. Let's be perfectly honest, dude. This year, this year, yes. Nah, yeah. way over. Really, like, he did have a good season, and Alarm wouldn't Look, have had that I'll in that position, I or know, fucking of, like of Twilight or so, Violet. Okay. I will only Violet no, definitely not Violet not Violet, not Violet, not Violet. Yeah, no bro bro, no, the, bro. The, you, the problem with Violet was he was bored like this kid <laughs> <laughs> bro you have to be very careful who you call bored on this podcast You're gonna have to dude this this fucking place like one match of fucking uh it's like solo queue flex support and it's like oh no I'm bored of flex support fuck bro he got benched I got my, by architect I, I got my 46 uh 4600 on uh flex support so now I'm queuing DPS the entire time like not even really like oh yeah and then Krusty and then even Krusty bought into his bullshit as well bro like <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you just needed a moon slapping, okay. or uh, I don't know. I I will give that argument to, not about Violet, but Izayaki only with shoes bap. That's it. Mm. If you if you if Shanghai want to play heavy bap comps this year, uh, I would agree that shoes bap would be better than Izayaki in that same position. That I will give you that. But beyond that, I I rate Izayaki pretty high. I think he's mad underrated. The fact that you think that is just proof of how mad underrated Izayaki is. <laughs> Easy Aki has replaced Fate as the most underrated player on that team. So yeah, he is. He is name recognition wise definitely not somebody who sticks out, but like he's just good at everything he does, and he had a fucking banger of a season. But so is every from... other top flex support, bro. <sighs> I mean, not to completely hijack the question and getting back on track. I don't. Avril. Okay, okay. Let me fuck it. Fuck it, dude. Gangnam Jin wouldn't look significantly worse in that position. They still win the league. Because the other five Same with Miangbo. Same with Jonak. Bro, you could put me in that position uh, then. Oh, yeah, I could just play you instead of Easy Arc and we win because the other five plays are so good. But, like, I mean, that's not the point, though. I mean, at that point, you could just, nah, uh, outside of lip, you can almost replace anybody and just, like, oh, put this guy in here. No, nah, I guess my, my point really is, like, the general talent distribution in flex support is so highly concentrated that Iziaki isn't the difference maker. Like, you could just like... On that team, no. On that team, no. For... He's not the difference maker. No. He's, he's not the guy. He's probably like l high on the list of players. If I had to replace somebody, he'd be mm -hmm. higher. But like, I mean, I still wouldn't, you know, I still wouldn't. Yeah. I guess that's, the, that's not the point of what we're getting towards. It's not like the actual conversation, but... Now that Yiska's done hijacking things, Joe. Yes, Avril. Explain to me why Leave would be your franchise player and who do you sign next to him? Just kidding. Yeah, because Who's yeah, because Leave is a 15 year old in 2018. So <laughs> it's one of those viable. you go back in time and you you know you you Just sign him as a up. child because you know we're yeah. playing for the long term. <laughs> that worked, by the way. Oh, Everyone who hey, said oh, that hey, is has great success in Overwatch League. <laughs> I'm, I'm signing Leave and Shy in 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, they can be my Super Sinatra in season one. Um, I sign. I might as well just. Oh, fuck it. I fuck I just sign Flitter and Profit at the same time. Here you go. This is oh, uh, big, big fuck you, everybody's. Just, <laughs> just take, y'all gotta make stop like making me not look like the biggest fanboy <laughs> of Profit. Like you're actually they're taking too, the front seat too, now. I'm not taking the piss, dude. I think they're both good players who make sense to sign together. Like that's a, that's a, that's a damn good DPS duo. That's a damn good DPS duo yeah. right off the cuff, you know. And I'm I'm heavy on the DPS. Like as long as my tanks and supports aren't feeding, you can DPS diff other teams and just carry your way through the game. Like especially in season one. Um, so you know, yeah, I I I put a lot of weight on getting good DPS plays. Who plays Cassidy? Carpe does. He's my third signing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Sidestepping the quest. Um Combat rolled past it. Yeah, but but the uh, problem is I like I made that little gotcha, but that that's literally the only hero I can think of where I would yeah. say we haven't seen either of those people even demonstrate that, their level. I don't even think that hero was a big deal in season one. Widowmaker was a bigger deal in mm. season one. Like, yeah. no, but I don't even in, think in like th if you say franchise players, you now have two DPS players. Those guys have to play, and yeah. then like Ca Cassidy was pretty relevant character throughout fact, Overwatch League history. Fact, a lot of teams signed minimum three DPS players. Mm. Teams even signed four DPS players. Outlaws signed fucking five DPS players. FYI. So I yes, mean, sure, but like I mean, I unless you're also like part of the Church of Striker who think you can be the goat by <laughs> sitting on a bench, you probably don't want your your franchise player to be a bench player, right? Would you really like? I, I don't know. Like I, I just feel like I want my two guys to play hundred percent of the time, and that's true for Fleda and. Uh, okay, I take profit and I take profit and Carpe then. Ah, uh, that sucks more somehow. What? Uh, dude. What? You get into a no, final what? and immediately, like, the choking hazards come out. Oh, why? Just because Carpe's there? Come on. Yeah. He's, no, he's, he's never... I feel like he's not the player that chokes in those situations. No, he plays, Carpe's always had consistent performances. Maybe his team chokes, but I feel like Carpe just gets unlucky with his teammates. Yeah, like he totally didn't get his shit slapped on that like uh, profit five k on Volskaya, where he just like completely beefs shit and then continues to drop spaghetti for the rest of the series. See, that's why they're teammates now. Exactly, exactly. Carpe they can't don't... beef against his own exactly. team. He's on he's, he's on profit's team now. The Avril knows that that's bound to yeah. happen in the next couple months, so he just you know cuts <laughs> it off at the pass. See, big brain, Yiska. So, you got to so think about these things. How is Carpe not playing 100% bench the entire time. <laughs> to who? To Profit? <laughs> there's two oh, players signed. Right. So <laughs> Okay, so there's 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 a I don't know, like a Tracer Genji meta. <laughs> me okay, either, okay, okay. Okay, fuck you, Yusuke. I go back to Flitter Profit then. How about that? Go. Go. I just go back to that. <laughs> right. What Jesus a Profit is. Jesus Christ. Huh? Yeah, I don't. You you can't chat. Come on, comment section, YouTube, please. 
let this man know still when you make when you make tweets about dreaming about profit and then just you know have uh-huh. a career spanning three years just lauding him i don't think you get to just see like, you guys don't understand you scarred my soul so much for having pushed this kid into goat conversation <laughs> that i now can't touch it anymore i gotta distance myself that's, and that's, your, that's your hill to die on my friend that's your you hurt me you guys made tomb. me that way <laughs> fair enough avril i believe we're coming back to you for your last I signed, one i signed decay and crimson <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough anyway continue <laughs> uh uh from picasso again uh what would be better for a tier two avril a compulsory academy league like the lcs uh or for contenders to have larger prize pools get off the fence uh compulsory academy prize pools is good for the players not good for the viewers it doesn't make people care unless the prize pool is like unbelievable like 10 million dollars you know like dota 2 prize pools it doesn't make viewers want to see it more i feel like if it was academy leagues and then had a connection to the overwatch league in that sort of sense um and every single team was an academy team and you you know you could tune into a tier 2 game be like oh i can you know, I'm usually a Glads fan. Well, I'll vote. I'll not vote. I'll I'll support Gladiators Legion. You know, when mm. they existed, that that gives you the fans, the viewers, a far more ability to engage and connect with that tier two scene. Uh, whereas, like, just money is like cool. Like, what does that do for you? I feel like I feel like infrastructure is way more important than just prize pool. Mm-hmm. Jessica, any thoughts? Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. I think. In general, like, prize pool has never been that great of a motivator, especially, like, hmm. I don't know, like, what what is more likely to make you go full-time in a thing? Like, a prize pool that, if you win it, can sustain you for, like, two years, but only for, like, one team? Mm-hmm. Or everyone having sustainable living wages that they can now pour in, and then there's still a higher goal to pursue? Because, yes, mm-hmm. I understand the the benefit of a big carrot, but we already have that, which is the Overwatch League, right? You don't mm-hmm. need another carrot, which is the, uh, like, by, by the price pools, um, to f- sort of facilitate more competition. I don't think that's, that's really the issue. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add on to this uh, a quick little aside. Uh, you talk about carrots. Um, what if we gave contenders the opportunity through arbitrary metrics to earn a pair of designer shoes? Is that enough to maybe get people to watch? Say, earn a carrot. Like they actually get a physical <sighs> carrot. That shit was so cringe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, love me some of that. Love me also, some of that. Any, yeah, also, also, just sorry to backtrack. Yeah, like like I just realized as well, like kind of as Yusuke was talking, but yeah, like prize pools are also super top down. So like mm. most of the teams never get to see that prize pool. Only the top teams get to see that shit. So yeah, yeah, it's like it's not useful for you know the scene as a whole. It's not useful for mm-hmm. the ec- ecosystem as a whole. Uh, back to what you're saying though, you, what do you say? You get you get a you get a shoe if you win. Yeah, one? the designer brand shoes that you know maybe teams have gotten. I don't know who ever. gets them. Remember, I think it was in 2020 where like they had like this designer come in for like the playoffs and like they gave players like these arbitrary metrics like oh 
if you get a pulse bomb kill, we'll give you some shoes. And then, like, we didn't see the shoes. We didn't really so, see anything. So, Joe, this is, like, price pool, but worse. Because yeah. you don't even get to spend the money on what you want. You get a shoe. Dude, this unless, you really just, unless you really wanted a shoe. But, like, if you don't want a shoe, then bad fucking luck. You don't even, you don't <laughs> like, even get money to spend on what you want. It's literally worse than a prize it's pool. It's like a shitty Christmas gift. Why, why do we not, like, culturally, like, why shoes, bro? Like, I mean, I mean, they're a hip thing. You know? What the else? Like, shoes. like designer belly button shoes. rings, bro. Like, what could be less <laughs> fucking I mean, connected okay, to yes, esports? Yes, shoes, shoes are a little bit more useful than belly button rings. Let's be clear okay, about that. Barely. Something. Like, do you play with your shoes on? <laughs> barely. What are you talking about? You sound like you sound like a barefoot motherfucker over here. Like, you never wear shoes, or bro. Something. I can't play <laughs> at the top of my skill level in shoes. Nah, uh, definitely not. That, like, why not? Like, a fucking especially like cool mouse just dip that shit in gold or some it makes shit, sense man like could be a keyboard could be any kind of peripheral but you everything. know shoes are hip with the kids uh, no, man no no no, 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 you can't get a mouse because everyone has already got their dream mouse anyway you've already got your final mouse or your logitech g pro what you're not going to play with someone's prize mouse and if you do it's literally just your mouse anyway it's the same as what you've already got it doesn't change anything for you well let them like um, talk to the designer or some shit print their face on it i don't know like you make it sound like it's less useful than fucking shoes man like, i want my own booby mouse pad that's what i want the players to have they, they I go. shoes are useful i think you're like i don't know why you think shoes aren't useful i'm not saying i would rather have that than price pool give me a price pool over a shoe any day of the week and give me give me academy leagues over price pool any day of the week beyond mm. that but like if we're talking about shoes like i don't know what you have against shoes i mean shoes are useful it's it's like a how often do you life. see the shoes of an esports player? It's not about you seeing them; it's about them having shoes to wear. Is that your like? What kind of fat, foot fetish do you have to have in order to like get any rise out of that? Like, Jessica, if anything, it's an anti-foot fetish because we're covering the feet. It's true. The shoes. Well, it depends if you want to see, buy them after they wear wear them. Oh, what, the, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What what is that? Yeah. What the, the title fuck? of this episode is uh, Jessica calls all sneakerheads foot fetishists. I, I, I there's just no cultural relevance. There's so much you could do, like even virtual shit. But like, oh, you want to give them NFTs? Give them NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> give them an NF. Give them an NFT of a shoe. <laughs> Like a, a picture of a shoe, it's an NFT. I don't Enjoy know, man. Oh, man. I don't know. Y'all are wild. Give them a tat <sighs> tattoo voucher. I don't know. That's more culturally relevant. <laughs> a coupon for a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, all right. Last one for Yiska from Picasso. Similarly as wild, you know, some of these, these owners and other esports out here causing ruckuses on Twitter, being, you know, fun little content creators in their own rights. Um, but Picasso asks, who would be the better owner slash org to get into Owl via an expansion or franchise sell? G2 and Carlos, Nature and 100 Thieves, or someone else? Get off the fence, Yiska. Bro, they could never get Carlos. Like... But they're not saying, he's not saying, you if, know, who could, he's like, which one would be the best? Who I would mean, be the better owner? It depends. Now, if you're a foot fetishist, like, <laughs> then the kind of thieves can probably sell merchandise better. 
For everything else, I I don't know. I think Carlos and G2 are just so good at content, man. Like, Mm -hmm. they by themselves create the spectacle that could lift this entire thing much more than anyone else. But they're also not bad enough business people to buy into this. So it's sort of like... um, I also don't know if they were would even be given the uh, the cr- the creative freedom to be themselves and to be this shit steering selves in in mm. non franchise leagues. Um, even though Riot is doing a pretty good job at giving them enough leash. Um, yeah, I think G two easily. I, I think G two. There's no brand that understands esports more than G two. Okay, Avril, any. Outside I mean, selling jerseys and understanding esports and brands and all that's quite nice. But I'll tell you something else that's really nice, and that's money. So I'm going to pick Invictus Gaming, which wasn't on the list, because Invictus Gaming is owned by the son of like one of the richest dudes in the entire world, mm. definitely in China. Like we're talking about billionaire status here. Uh, so the like, pay pick strategy. They just gonna, they kinda, were just here. Gonna, gonna throw at one money. Point. Gonna throw money at it. Yeah, they were. They were they for were. just a just a little blip. You know, good old IG Fire. Yeah. And Ice and Ice. A song of IG Fire and Ice. Yep, that's correct. Um so yeah, I don't know. Invictus gaming maybe. But that's not I mean I'd like this. You're not gonna you're not gonna get you're not gonna get, by the way, you're not gonna get Nade Shot because he only wants an LA slot. Mm. Well actually maybe you would get him because IGC would love to sell to Nate Shot. They would, they would love to get out. Actually, maybe that's super viable. I'm I'm wrong, actually. I'm completely wrong. Nate Shot could get a pretty sweet deal right now if he wants to by buying IGC slot. Of course, he can just disadvantage being that he already has insights into the financial so through the CDL. So (laughs) is it I guess maybe yes. Whereas like what is what is Carlos want? He would want a European he's he's based in where? Maybe Paris. Germany. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, in Berlin. He can get a pretty he could get a pretty cheap deal on Paris, but I think he'd rather start his own Berlin franchise, if anything. Mm. Yeah. It would be him. But we I, just I move like, Paris to Berlin. Just what, like rebrand and move eh, the city? Move it's it not over. impossible. It's not impossible. I feel and like I was cheap? gonna say I was gonna say like no, nah, you can't get Nate Shot. Then I convinced myself that you could. So now I'm thinking it is probably Nate Shot. Okay. If anybody. Hmm. It's, it's, probably, it's, probably, it's probably that. Just because I think I think IGC's They'd be pretty desperate to sell, and I think uh, Nate should get a pretty sweet deal out of it, you know? Could if he wants to spend at all. If he wants to spend at all. Who knows? Mm, true, he was true. willing to buy into CDL, and he, well, once upon a time, he said he wasn't willing to do that. Yeah. So he wasn't willing to do that at all, and then he, you know, changed his tune and said, you know what, maybe I will. So, never yeah. say never. Fair. All right. Well, that's get off the fence for this week. Uh, and, and the last one of 2021. I know that we started kind of late, but. Uh, yeah, if you are a patron, submit those questions, no matter wow. how much you're pledging, and we'll get them on the list. Roshowski. Rosso recollection time? Yeah. Time for another let's little make, fun one. Let's make this one a long one, hopefully. Who wants to start first? We're going to play a fun little game where we are, someone is going to name a roster from a certain year, and we're going to try and fill in the gaps of who was on that team. And mm-hmm. we're going to try and not cheat because I'm gonna I'm gonna look away. I'm gonna cover my eyes and I'm gonna do all that kind of stuff and like legitimately try and remember. So want me yeah, to start? So we're gonna we're gonna Who's name. gonna start? Yeah, cool. you got a pretty. You'll, sick you'll see the proof of concept. So you had a you had a pretty sick one. So you go thing. first. Then. We we all got like some choices. 
Now I don't know yeah. how we want to do this because there's a theory like theoretically we could have chosen the same team. Yeah. And then you would already also know or remember because you looked through it that Just name the Yeah, I'm just saying like if you know already then maybe don't answer it and let the other guy struggle. So I'm going to start What if all three of, what if all three of us chose the same team? <laughs> I'm going to start with season 2 Paris Eternal. Okay, so you have got you. You want to name the ones that you know? Okay, Bimbesh, no Smite. Yeah, Armbin. Wait, who? Nico. No, no, season two, season two. So their their debut season. You're naming season three. Okay, you go then. You go then. Okay, so you have. (laughs) I don't remember their main tank. Sparkle and (laughs) Ixie. I've already failed. I know Danya was on the team. He didn't play much, but I know he was on the team. Yeah. Um, Gray? Yeah. Hip Cruz, I think. Hip and Cruz there? Yeah. What have we got so far? Danya, Hip Cruz. Are we getting the notepad out? Guys, notepad content. Let's go. Uh, Was Neptuno there yet? Do we have Neptuno yet? No, I don't think so. I'm not sure, actually. I'm not. If you feel a certain way, you can send that one. We'll just write. We'll just write down every single the name of every single European player and make sure we'll get it. <laughs> I don't remember their tanks. Was soon there yet? No. Was AKM there? No. Was Unco there? there? Surely no, they were like more French players than just one. No, they were. Um, the the Dallas boys were still rocking in in okay. the fuel. Soon. What about soon? Where the fuck was Soon? Soon was still. Just write him down. Just gotta write him down. Okay. I think he was on. I know AKM's Zarya was horrendous. No, was it Soon? Or maybe he was. Fuck. Just write him down. Yeah, write him down. Take him down. Just take him down. Just take Soon. It might. uh, Yeah, you might be right with Soon. (laughs) Who's the tank? Who's their their Ryan? Ben Best. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. It was Ben Best. Ben Best. Who is their diva? Soon was Nico. I think was so. it Nico? They, was it Nico? Surely they I got think Nico. It probably they, was. Then yeah. I think they kept Nico from season two to season three, right? I think. Surely it's Nico. Can I be real? The only player from season two that I legitimately remember 100% is Cruz, and that's it. And the only reason I remember that, because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy ain't French, even though there's a lot of other players on that team that weren't French. But for some reason, I remembered Cruz. I, I'm, I'm po- Season two. I am positive Shadowburn was on that team. I think he was, yeah. I think he was. I'm I think positive he was. Um, Shadowburn, Danya, soon... Nico, Ben, Best, Cruz, and Gray. Ben, Best, Cruz, Gray. Hip? I said hip. I said yeah, hip yeah, really I, early. Okay, okay, okay. Um, was Kib there? Was Kib there? Just throw him on there anyway. Just throw him on there anyway. Uh, I don't think he was. <laughs> he was definitely not. Just put him on there. He's in Philly. Was Smex or, was Smex or Christopher anybody like that on the team? Chris, definitely not. Smex is a decent shout. Just throw Smex on there anyway. Just put him on there. We need a time limit. Do you guys I'm, I'm, want I'm a tip? Name. 
Say that we already won. We already guys got all of them. Do you guys want a tip? <clears throat> sure. You're missing two tanks. Bro, there's two more tanks. Fraggy, put them on there. Just put Fraggy oh, on there. Oh, was it like Ellie and Lulzish? Oh. Just put him on there. I, I don't care. Put him on there. Fraggy? Was he? No. Just put him on there. Put, him all, put, put all of them on there. All oh them my on there. god. Could I don't remember the tanks. On Are they... Uh, oh. Wait. Is it not harm but a no smite? Fuck. No, it's season three. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have any Koreans. This was like the GOATS team that was coming in that was like, oh my god, Paris is gonna smash. Oh my god. And then they sucked. I'm trying to remember where Poco was. Philly. Poco didn't leave Philly until like going until right, okay. next year. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. way your brains work is amazing, dude. Uh, uh, two tanks. I don't think it was Fraggy. I think, we got like charge? I think we got them both. Maybe, but I, I can't. I, you know, we'll just take him anyway. You what know, we'll take him. He will own him. He probably was on charge. Yeah. I should he think know he was this. Charge. Yes, you should. You absolutely fucking should. Yeah, I absolutely should. And at uh, some point, you got to tell publicly. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, maybe someday. Um, I don't know. I. <laughs> Uh, was, was Neptuno definitely not on this team? I don't remember. I think he was still in Philly, was he not? This was like a contenders. I'm thinking contenders at the Neptuno time. Neptuno not there? No, I don't think so. We just write him down anyway. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just just write Neptuno, right? But you yeah, gotta do a scattergun. You just gotta scattergun. Famously, shit, he played know? tank. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck? I'm thinking it's a main tank. Am I right in saying that? Yes. But you're also missing an off tank. Sure. Who the uh, fuck? They're not, it's not Ben Best and Nico because we already got him. Yeah. Who the fuck? Yeah. Did, did Nico play off tank in Overwatch League? <laughs> did he not? Holy hey, did, yes, he did. I just saw yes, explosions. <laughs> Uh, yes, he did. Of course, he did. Gaslighting me. <laughs> That's your toxic Nico played, trait. Nico played Genji and Diva. Those were his two heroes. Oh, his Diva was fucking tragic, though. In uh, and May. And May. That's I true. His May was good. And Doom. Was good. About that. Mm, I can forget about his Doom. Uh, I don't remember. I am stumped. I don't know who this main take is. And okay. Guess, we're, I don't we're, know. We're, uh, we're t saying now. Okay. So, the main tank was LH Cloudy. Oh, that's right. Oh, fuck. And the off tank oh, was Finzy. Oh, true. That's right, because he fucking, he, he juiced the fucking, uh, the Preds that year. Remember? Yeah. Yep. He was just like scribbling the predictions. Oh. I would not have gotten out LH Cloudy. Did we get the rest right? Surely we did. So Smex yeah, we wasn't part of it. Neptuno yeah. was in fucking charge, you <laughs> you Pepegas. Oh, I yeah, I would have never fucking remembered that. Um and yeah, I think the rest were all right, yeah. Ooh. Well done. I think we at least bad. we're shooting for not bad, not about bad. fifty. Alright, alright. I'm I'm looking forward to an experience if I'm also just <laughs> like getting boomed to that level. Let's hope. Let's hope. Okay. Uh 
Avril, do you have one? Is it me now? If you want to. I can pick one if you want. You want to go last? Okay, I'm going to pick now. Okay. I'm going to go with Season 2 Hangzhou Spark. Season 2 Spark. So there's so Gusha for sure. <sighs> that sucks because I also then had you that. have No Semity. Then you had Godsby. Then you had oh Adora. Um, oh, he's, um, he's um too good, dude. Um only Yusuke's allowed to answer. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I <laughs> I already show like that was my alternative team, so it kind of sucks. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. I thought that was um, super hard to get. Yeah. Who is their flex tank? Now, I'm not looking at my cheat sheet, and I still struggle to name the rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It couldn't have been Choi, because he was in shock, obviously. Oh, this man fuck? still thinks X6 is... Yes, one. that's kind of where my head's yeah. at. Godsby. Adora. I'm trying to think of their GOATS lineup. Bebe and... IDK were their support line. Um, who played Brick? Who played Brick? Architect's not there yet. Oh, this is tough. I remember there's Zarya player, to be honest. Who's the elf tank? I don't know. I don't remember who played D.Va. Um, Oh, Christ. It's not Bernard. I don't know why my brain's like, it's Bernard. It's not. It's just not. The fuck played D.Va? <laughs> I genuinely am stumped. I know uh, No Smite and... Oh, no. It couldn't have been. I think MG was doing well in contenders at the time, but definitely wasn't on this team. I want to. I don't know why. MG was. Wasn't he like showing the dragon season one? He was saying he was on the dragon season one, and then he went to contenders and actually looked good on Diva. Um. Who the fuck? I want to say there was more Chinese players, and I can't remember them. I know Gusha was there. I know No Smite was there. I know Adora was there. I know Godsby was there. IDK, <clears throat> Bebe. The good news is you you have a full team. That's six players. True. Unfortunately, that's but not there the was, yeah, I think that was there was so many like, more. Like I think you this, have you have like this is impressive. But I will say I think the off tank you should get just because how relevant is that my hint? I like that both Yisuke and I just—they were both on this now. But like, this is just only Joe. Like, what's going? What, how, what happened? Like, what's going on here? This is. Uh, well, this he is said he weird. picked it already, so he remembers it. Oh, who the fuck was the flex day? And I should know it. So, who are the good flex? Just because of the length of the career. Wait, was in season two. Was in gold. Choi couldn't have been there. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
flex tanks length of career who are the who are some big long standing it's not zumba it's not <laughs> um Oh, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I genuinely am. I don't know. I'm stumped. Are we just this one like cleaning up quicker? Yeah, right. I tap out. So, I think the the off tank is rather like I think that I would have said that without looking up is Rhea. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I think one of the ones that you forgot is almost inexcusable for you, and the other one. I would have. I forgot that he was a pro player in the Overwatch League, dude. <laughs> Who? So, Bazi. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fucking Revenge. Who <laughs> Megalu? That's that feels like a. You know that feels. That's right. Like a Mandela effect type yeah. of situation where it's like. See, it's like I really remember fly. Revenge. I remember really? the revenge because he he went to Runaway and played Runaway. I remember mm. that shit. See, I remember. I uh, think Revenge played seven. No, did he I start? The, with seven? I think the maybe if not Bazzi was on yeah. seven. But anyway, yeah, the agreed, most yeah. the most important player that you forgot on this list, the most famous player on the Hangzhou Spark that year was Crystal. Oh shit! Oh, right, true. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys forgot the most famous player on that team. Uh, the other one you missed was Session. Mm. Yeah. He that was that was the Zarya play session yeah. played Zarya that yeah yep yep yeah. Okay. all right now it's my turn to struggle okay I gotta find need my time to get one? on the struggle bus no like oh okay I'll go. give you one okay um let's go so we got a season was that two season twos yes I think so Spark okay okay so let's do a season four do a season four. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I'm gonna hit you with. Let me check this team. Now I want to do season one Boston. Um, Name me five. all the players on season one Boston. <sighs> Striker, okay, yeah, go on. Striker mistakes. Okay, okay. That, that's the all I got. No, you got. <laughs> um, Striker mistakes. Uh huh. Gamsu. Yeah. Oh, there's Dreamcast results. There's four. That's the, all the, yeah. I think that's all three DPS. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the off tanks. So I'll skip, skip them for now. Oh, Note. Note. Yeah. Gamster yeah. Note. Yeah. S uh, S Snow, Calyx, Vast, Neko. I feel like I'm close. There probably is only one more player. Um, Double back and look. That's that's a good chunk. That's nine. That's nine. Yes, get back me out here. You only got Fuck. Striker. Come on. Fuck. Um, One more, I think. Aim God, done. Aim God uh, was on it? I feel like there's still a... Wait, it, Fusions? No. No, 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 no that no. was two, season two, right? Um, I, I named, we got ten players. There was a lot of players that left. Or just like oh, didn't play. Um, there's one starting, like, uh, initial reveal that uh, is missing. Okay. No. That was the trade in season two. Yeah. Uh, Do we have a notepad just to be sure? Yeah, we can we I got, can I can I we got striker mistakes decay. Uh, uh, uh sorry, dream Casper, Gamsu okay. note, snow, uh Calyx, Calyx Neko yeah. Vast, Aim God. Yep, one missing. Fuck. Missing one. Okay, let's get on the struggle bus then. Um. Oh no. So let's think through the roles. Would they have four DPS? Um. 
because they Possibly. of course needed to sort of supplement after ah fuck i think it's the dps that's missing right uh, do you want your hint I, I'll give you a hint if you're stumped. Could have been a tank, though. No. Mm. They did have a lot of bench players. I'm just... Damn, I thought I got them all. I thought that was it. I mean, you rattled through a lot of the ones. I was like, ah, oh, they won't remember fucking note or snow. Um. Yeah, give me the hint. Fuck it. It is a flex tank. Flex tank, fuck. Yes. Um, and it's not RCK. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric is right. Was rostered for season five. Ah, uh, what? I'm thirty-seven. No, it was I'm thirty-seven. No. <laughs> oh, that's like a Wait, trick. That, that was this year. That's a trick question, right? Because he's probably sort of. a coach. Uh, um, the gravy was wasn't mineral. in there, right? It was mineral. No. It was mineral. No, it wasn't mineral. Um, mineral played Lucio. It was Huck. <laughs> Huck on Diva. Yeah. It was. <laughs> you're gonna. I feel like you guys are gonna might kick yourselves for not getting this one. It was Punk. No. It was Gable Sheath. No. That's this year. <laughs> oh wait, damn. Was it, there was a Korean flex, Kalios? Yes, it was Kalios. <gasps> oh, there you go. That was Kalios. Fucking Kalios. You guys killed that one. I was, I'm impressed. There was a lot of yeah. obscure names on that one. That I was no, just I'm like, good. Ah, I'm very. You got the one I'm good at. You got the you got the Boston season one. I'm, I nailed that shit. All right, come on, Everett, give us another, another one. one. Who? Everett, do you have another one? Me. Yeah. Um, I'll prep one more. Um, cool. We'll do fuck. another lap. I'll I'll, I'll just say, I'll and don't look it up now, Joe. But no, I wanna okay. like my second one. Where's Yuska's face? Is face? Um, I don't know where Yuska's face is. Mayhem is. season two. Oh, what the fuck? My browser died. Mayhem, Mayhem season two. So this is can't see we can't see Yuska's face. I don't know if he's cheating. Um, <laughs> my browser died and my OBS ninja crashed because of that. Um, maybe See, Mayhem season two is hard because I don't know how many of the Western players they kept. Yeah, but, <clears throat> but they, they still had some. some West, they had McGravy. Like I can hear myself now through you. No, um, they had like McGravy on season two because I remember that was the year he got yeah. fucked over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so McGravy, did they have Mangachu? I know they had a Western roster going, and it was it was like half Western, half Western. Uh, yeah, because they had like. I think Fact Fiction, yeah, they had Fact McGravy, right? As the mm. tank line. And then they had, um, like, Chris and shit on the... I think Chris was still on the team, you know? Yeah. Sire player was there. Sire player was there. SNT? Um, yeah, I think... Probably. Yeah. Because this is, like, Mineral and, um... What's his face? Coaching. Um... Yeah, this one's hot as fuck. We can work through this. This one was a... No, I think he was on Academy at the time. I just don't know. I just can't remember who McGravy's teammates were. Because he's like yeah. the one I remember on that team. 
Yeah. Was Swoosh still there? I think they got rid of that European roster. I think they basically got rid of the entire European roster. I thought um, he's... If anything, the only play that could have stayed might have been Tavik. No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, no, he was the bus driver. No, he did stay, didn't he? <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, Who played for Mayhem on, in Ghost? I want to say, say Mangachu was there for some reason. Just for the viewers... I, no, I, I think really he's in Toronto. He was there. For the viewers, if you want to get the most out of this segment, probably just look at the actual list of these players, just so, like, you can <laughs> have the, the second-hand <laughs> experience of just, like, them going, this player that was definitely on the roster definitely wasn't. <laughs> Dude, Fraggy was, Fraggy was on the team, I'm telling you. Um, oh, Fraggy and Kib are both on the team. No, Kib definitely was not. No <laughs> shot. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Okay, okay. I was pulling them up earlier. Um, was Neptuno on this team? Just add him anyway. Put him on the anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Neptuno was on every roster ever. Yeah. Um, fuck. Who played with Saya player? Who was on Mayhem's Goats lineup? Spider. Spider. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't fucking know. I feel like I remember them doing like a mid-season like swap. No, I remember Chris was there. Chris yeah. Sire player fact and gravy. Those are the only four players I remember. Was Apply there? Was Paintbrush there? No. Hey, no. I thought he started in Dallas. Was Dallas not his rookie here? Maybe. Her glads, one of the two. I don't remember. Just trying to remember people connected to McGravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> how many? How many did we have? We gotten so far out of X. Two, four, six, eight. Eight of what? Eight of oh wow. Um, we actually got eight. We have eight. I thought we only had like four. Oh, no, no. So, one, two. <laughs> this one's tough. Because this is still McDonald's mayhem. Um, bro, this is so hard to count. Makes okay, it's some, it's, it's gotta be from some of these plays will have been on this team. Okay, let's go through it. Kai, Shax, Gig, uh, Dreamer, uh, Gravy, uh, obviously. Yeah. Lastro, Rain. Uh, I feel like oh, some Rain, of those guys. Rain. Mm, I think Rain was. Oh, who's the fucking who's the, who's the flex support that like never played, but everybody said was good. Byram is Byram there? Oh, they're so good. Gargoyle, Gargoyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gargoyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's coming to me. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Karayan. Oh my dude? god, yeah, I can't believe you, go. you got yeah. Karayan, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy. I'm just going through all like the, the I'll tell you, do you know why I know Karayan? Because that year, people were like, oh, Pacific Contenders so bad. I'm like, you motherfuckers, Karayan came from Pacific Contenders. Karayan is an Overwatch. Yeah. That's the reason I remember Karayan. True. So I'm not True. mad for you missing like on a couple, but you, you're missing two great memes. <laughs> <laughs> Two great memes. Mayhem season two. 
buyer of Crying. <laughs> oh, um. Oh, another scrim god, Zephyr. Is yes, Zephyr yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> another scrim god, Zephyr. <laughs> Awesome guy, surely awesome guy still on this no. team, or is that S and T? I think that's S and T. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Ryder was the coach. Logics is on this team. Surely Logics is on this team. I think he was. Was he? Surely Logics was still on this team. <laughs> I don't remember. Fuck, I'm so sorry, Logics. <laughs> Everything oh, is fuck. just bleeding into one, but no, he wasn't. I think he was in Toronto. No. <laughs> no, that was this. That was this year, Joe. That Where was the this year. fuck was Logics after Mayhem? I don't remember. Uh, anywho, how many do we have left? So you got uh, one, two. I would say three, three more. Three more. What the fuck? I, well, oh, because you have to. You have to remember that they started with like a Korean team, and then they were like. Mm, this sucks and then they went like mixed and then they went korean again and then they went they? korean again later i think in season three i'm not even gonna i don't remember okay. i know they i know they flip-flopped i don't remember which way to which because fucking bare hands was there wait there. sorry four four yeah christ okay somebody from this list yaki OG, oh, Gung no. Jin, Checkmate. No. Who am I missing? I can't even name this year's Florida Mayhem. <laughs> I can't even name this year's Florida Mayhem. Slime. Oh, that's right. Slime was yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Slime. All season Definitely three. Definitely not. Yeah, all season what, three. Who was the other DPS outside of Checkmate uh, and Yaki? Pisu. Uh, no, fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some are guessing season three now. <laughs> Pink team, bro. Oh shit! I can't it even. Was, I, it I, is pink bro, team. I can't even name this year's Florida Mayhem. I'm not gonna lie. I can't do it. <laughs> right. I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> that would be a but... fucking baller move. Like once again, like if anyone pulled off a recent season team and we couldn't name it, it would be fucking fire. It's tough. Yeah. There's there's some hard ones. A lot of obscure players. So come. Um, on. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm tapping out. So. QB. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Mm. So, okay. You're forgetting DPI. Oh. Who the fuck's that? <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that Was is. he not like a flex? Swan. Yeah. No, no I'm never going to get that. Um, fucking Fate. Oh, that's right. He did start on... And what's the meme, Joe? Tell us the meme. The meme boy. Koala boy. Ziffa. Koala man? Oh, uh, Hagopian. There you go. Hagopian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Nah, that, that, that was the asshole <sighs> version of this game, by the way. I chose hard that mode hard. and went like, please, please name two and a half rosters under this one question. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the total dick move. That was tough. We got most of them, though. Yeah. We got most of them. Had to work through it. Got, got hung up on some. Right. Um, okay. Get one for you guys. Right. Okay. Am I. Am yeah. I doing one go, now? Go, go, go. If you got one. Yeah, go. Okay. This one's going to be really interesting. Let me I front run to this one, Joe. I'll, I'll try to. You what? 
I'll I'll be I'll be the first to break my brain and just rattle the obvious ones. Okay. Down. Okay. Okay. Please name for me. Yeah. Next name for me next year's Hungro Spark. <laughs> Oh, you fucking asshole. 2022 Hungdrop Spark. Architect. Uh, fuck. Bro. Um, fuck, bro. Why, why did I want to go first? Um, Gushner <laughs> Ar Architect, fucking... Um... Chai. Chai, of course. Um... Yeah. Um, 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 the fucking cracked kid from GC Busan Wave. Um... What's his name? He played for Billy Billy. His echo was very good. I kept telling him to go to Toronto. Uh... Why am I blanking on his name? Do we even know everyone on that roster already? Probably not, but from what the way, what they have. They so have far. a completed team. They have a completed they do. team. Yeah. They do. Oh, bro, what the fuck was this kid's name? Is this pl so seven cool. players or more? Nine players. Nine. Oh, fuck my. Oh. <laughs> oh, who is this DPS? <laughs> oh, fuck. You guys have like two players out of nine. It's like, oh, shit. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm hung up on this fucking Echo player. That that I can't remember. Fuck it. We're going somewhere else. So okay. oh, let's let's go tanks. Who's the off tank? Berna. Berna and Liga. Liga. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, um, I know supports changed. Who did they, they get Molly or some? Is that a trade, Molly? I think. Molly? Question mark. <laughs> Just put it down. You know, right next to Neptuno. Um. <laughs> Uh, I'll never get the main support. It's not IDK, right? Like, no, he retired. Um, and before he didn't, and I'm just a dickhead. Do they have a second main tank? No. Oh my god, no. They already that have two off tanks. They don't need more, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. we need supports, man. Um. Bebe is not anymore with that team. No, it hasn't been for a long time. <laughs> Bebe wasn't even on that team this year. No. Coldest is gone because he's on fucking Valiant now. Who's the active fucking flex support for Hangzhou Judge? Who played this year? Who? Which yeah. team? Just Spark. Yeah. So, so, so Spark, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I can't, even, I can't even name this year's Hangzhou Spark. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, they had MCD. I know. Oh, true. But they had someone else, right? Ah, uh, coldest. Fuck, coldest. coldest. Yeah. Um, but he's gone. He's on Valiant. I. That's some contenders player that I just don't know. I mean, I'm trying to remember some of the shit that Avro was saying. Um. Oh, oh no. this is evil, bro. This is evil. Oh. You thought you had the most evil ones. I, this one's I had hard. one of my sleep. Well, uh, Alpha Yi? Alpha Yi's the Echo player. There you go. That I was thinking of. There you go. Okay. Mm. Billy Billy. Who's on Billy Billy? Uh, that's a, there's no shot you know that question. Mm. <sighs> Who's on Billy Billy? So you got six out of nine. 
Right. Fuck. Almost there. Almost. So there. we don't need tanks. We need DPS and supports, right? I think we need. I think. I think most of them are supports. Yeah. At least two are supports for yeah. sure. I don't know where the other one is. Uh, I know they're. I know they're going to be contenders players that people are screaming about, and I just did not fucking pay attention enough. Ah, uh, I'm trying to think. Mm. Us just moaning, like, please write in it's the comments not, how, how it's great not, this it's, content it, this is. It's not like Krillin. It's not like Quasid. It's not. Oh, it was on Talon. Who's on O2? Fuck. I don't know. I'm stumped. Wait, did, where did Aldo go again? Aldo is on Toronto. Uh, um, fuck. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm, I tap out. I don't know. Give, give us a, a hint on the support. Uh, both contenders plays. Fuck. Probably Do we know a team? Or the scene. A Asian teams. Yeah. Uh, no shit. It's going to be fucking Kellex, you know? <laughs> so, um, so that rules out Kellex, that rules out Neptuno. Yeah. yeah. No oh kid, shit, no it can't be Neptuno, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, you're still, you're also missing one DPS. Oh, no shit. <laughs> okay, um, it's know. a com, it's a combination of, they're not all from one region. There's Chinese containers players and Korean containers players in here. Mm. It's, is, uh, Hoyo-chan so there? Who? Super Rich? Super Rich is Valiant, right? No? No, 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 no. I think he's on, I think he's the main support, now that I think about it. Okay. Um. Fuck. Mm. The other two are Korean players that I just don't remember. Mm. It's not Cho Rong. It's not. Oh, who was the Brig? 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 Everyone was talking about a big Brig. It was like the Brig that like shit on fucking Chalkwith. Anybody remember that story? It's Cho Rong. That's Cho Rong. Oh, is it Cho Rong? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> um, I don't know. Last two guys are from containers, China. Really? Oh shit! You got the you got the Korean player. Mm. Just Current? just because I said it's just because I said it's from containers, China doesn't mean he's not nationality is obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. I feel like the DPS is a player that was already on this team this year. Okay. Mm. But of course, like if you're playing behind Shy, that probably sucks a lot for you. Uh, Shy Architect Alpha Yi. Yeah, I don't. I think we gotta we gotta solve un unless we want viewers to just like be completely in yeah, uninterested. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm I'm stumped. I'm, just, I'm milking this one for time, guys. We're getting to three hours. Um, <laughs> we still got one more. I'm getting there. I don't know. Yeah, we we gone. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're uh, done. We're done. The, the DPS was pineapple. Oh, oh yeah, fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the DLG. flex support is irony. Okay, I had no I chance. I would have never gotten nah, that. That's actually that is also a Mandela effect type of fucking. Now I've figured out that it is actually a simulation. You got to be smarter when editing the Matrix because that shit didn't happen yet, like yesterday. Like, <laughs> who the <laughs> fuck is irony? For from, you say you're looking for players from Billy uh, Billy. I, irony is one of the guys from Billy Billy. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. Pineapple makes a lot of sense, and I, I definitely should have got that. I would have never gotten irony. Okay, Joe, last one. All right, last one, last one. I'll, I'll try and get you a good one. Um, <sighs> let's do... Oh. Oh, okay. Let's do what is a season? Season three, Vancouver, and after after Runaway. So, oh, you dickhead! Not, not counting um, the Runaway. So, Shockwave. Damn it! That was my one. Damn it! Yeah. Um, <clears throat> fire. Nope. Oh, fuck. That was. Hmm. <laughs> Here we go. Aspire, Massa, no. no. Attack. No. False. No. <laughs> Those are all worse. You're, <laughs> You're going this year. You're going this year. That's season three. Okay, okay. okay. Rolf, Fried, Fire. Rolf is there. Teru, Changsik. No. no. Changsik was there, right? Changsik was Later there. Later on. Season three. Right? Oh. Who am I missing? I'm thinking of season four. All right. So you've got you've got Rolf and you've got Shockwave. Um, that's two of uh, it's all the second with D. It's all the second with D. Win, guys. Tracer player. Um, Suna. Suna's there. Suna's a tracer player. Three of seven. Dalton. Four of seven. Um, Dalton. Oh yeah, that's right. He was on this year's team. Yep. Yep. <laughs> What about him? Fuck, who was the support? Main support. Um, car, is it car? not fire? Car, car. Five, car. Seven. Holy. Five seven. You're uh, missing the tanks. The tanks. Well, some do that retired. Some do that retired mid-season. Correct. You are on the right track. Earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like somebody's name. name. No, not his, his name. name. Okay. Uh... uh Fuck, who was the... Um, uh... Shockwave, no. Shredlock, oh. there you go. Shredlock? Shredlock. Six of seven, you're missing the flex tank. Flex tank, fuck. Fried wiener, no? No. That's what? Wait. The gravy. No, uh, no, he wasn't, no. he didn't play that year. Mm. Well, he played for a different team that year. Um... Finzy? Nope. I don't think I'm gonna get this one, this is too hard. Here's a here's a hint for specifically Yiska. Yeah. Because I know that you've interviewed um <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. Um you you've you've done a lot of interviews with somebody that is currently coaching from this region or this part of the world. 
North America. Uh, so it's Australia. French. <laughs> right? No, French French man French? coaching in somewhere. Nico. No. Nico. Play- oh, Demon. Damon. No, no. Hold on. Let me just get the names because I'm absolutely stumped on uh, da, 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 Paris. Oh, get a mace? Yeah, get a mace. Thank you. So get a mace. Get a mace. Mace currently is coaching Eagle where? Gaming. Oh, Kassa. No, Kassa. Kassa. KSA is your seven of seven. There you go. Wow, that's also hard mode. I was tough, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have most of those. I was just naming off all the Vancouver <laughs> players from 2022 and 2021. I was like hoping some of them would stick. You chipped away. That was a good. That was, that's a. That's a pretty brilliant my strategy. Strat. That's my you strategy. Got Rolf. Suna was, I think, spurred on from that. Shredlock probably would have got there eventually, but I just yeah. know it was some guy. It was the tank was some guy that retired halfway through, and I was like, yeah. "Who the fuck was it?" <laughs> it's also like, would Valiant season one have been hard? Valiant season one. It's the fake Kareev. Uh, it's the fake yeah. Kareev duo. Custer was there. Traded for Unko. Yeah, uh, I think Finzi was there as well. Numb locked. You had space. Izayaki. You had all these. You had a shitload of bench players like Izayaki there as well. Yeah. They had a, an entire B team. Soon, yeah. yeah. I know Stuka's I'm just going, coaching. I'm just going like in a random order, but yeah, I mean. <sighs> season 1 Valiant had a lot of players. I oh, think they fucking. Have, like, uh, oh, oh. Toxic um, Lord. Tox Lord. Off tank. Envy. 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 Who is the, um, who is the North American uh, DPS player that everybody was super high on that we all thought was like kind of mid? Hmm. Um, um. Oh, you're gonna know him when I say him. Um, fuck. Grim reality. Oh, there you Short go. Thread. Yeah, yeah. Verbo. <laughs> Verbo. Verbo was on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking wait. Space, right? Yeah, yeah. Space I said space. There. I said space. Yeah, he oh, said space. Right. Uh, Verbo definitely. Was that all? Uh, mm, I think we got most of the Koreans. A- Eric, please <clears throat> double check. Okay, we we are missing a f- main support. <clears throat> Main support. Custa? I said Custa. We already got Custa. Kuki? Okay. Um, was that the year after? Kuki oh, was Kuki. the year after, I think. Right? Yeah, I think he was. Kuki was, the, Kuki was season two. Yeah, yeah he was in mm. Yeah, Kuki, Kuki was on, on Soul. Soul, yeah. Do we count Unko? Because he was, he was there at the start. Unko was there, but yeah, no, that count. Traded for Custa, so I count both. Custa, yeah. I count both in a way. Was that Korean main support? Um, uh, well, I mean, the main support would have been Verbo. He wasn't the starter. He was the bench. Yeah. I think he was true, phased true. out pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I don't remember. Season one bound. Who was their starter? Because I know Custa got there. and Didn't he just start then? Custer was the starter when he got there. Right. So who would have maybe been... maybe it is just Custer then? I think so. I think Verbo must have started and then Custer got there and benched him. Hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe. I like the Finzi Izayaki mid season. I feel who was on there? Think... Oh, numlocked. I said numlocked. Did you? Yeah, okay. we do... Did have numblocked, yeah. Mm. So your your all yours all your supports are you have Kareev, Iziaki, Custer, Verbo, that's four. Yeah. Tanks you have numlocked, fate, space, Finzi, that's four. Yeah. 
DPS, you have Soon, <clears throat> Grim Reality. Oh, 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 oh. Silk Thread, right? I think I said Silk Thread, yeah. Did you? Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I also yeah. can't remember if he was on that team or LA Gladiators. I think Same. he was on both. I think he was on both. So yeah, let's just say that those three. And then uh, KSF, KSF was the last oh. one. Yeah. Was KSF there? I think he was, yeah. I feel like he was. Or maybe that was that season two or one. Fuck. Wait, I think we we did. We, okay. I'm not sure if the I I'm looking now because otherwise it's a little lame how long we're sitting on this. But I think we missed a flex support, right? Not a main support, but a flex support, right? We said Outside Izzy of Kareem, we said Unko, we said Kareem. Oh, we did. Okay. Okay. We're definitely ah uh, wait no. Wait, but, but Verbal wasn't the main support the entire time in Season 1, surely, right? I think he started, and then Custa benched him. What and what got? happened after Custa... he trust traded? Who? Custa. No, Custa came from Dallas. Oh, he came, true. Yes, he came. Custa um, came, dumb. Jessica. Come on, he came. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. I think uh, we got it. I think we got it. I think we got it. I think that's most of it. Yeah. I think we got it. Yeah. No, we didn't. We failed. We missed one player. Who? Funny. Uh, no, that was season two, I was right? No, no, no. He started... He came from Seoul, right? I yeah, I thought in season two, but yeah, maybe mid-season. No, 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 no. Yeah. Mid-season. Yep. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Because he didn't last very long on Seoul. <sighs> that's right. I forgot about Bunny. We got everyone else. We got I, we literally got yeah. everyone else. We okay. even got trades. We even got some trades in there, which is kind of crazy. B team was tough. I had to think about that, but I think I got no. We got the B team. We got you know. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. had to you just, had to just nail working down through the it all. Lock and stuff. Yeah. Space was on the B team only because he was underage. Mm. Interesting times. Yeah, that was fun. Right, I'd do that again. That was long. Yeah, thankfully, sure. no. Sure. We somehow um, did it, guys. We actually mm, summoned it into all existence. Unreal. It's all planned. Unreal. Uh, but the next time, so I hope you had, I should have said this at the start, but I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Mm. And I think the next episode takes place after the roster deadline. So, I mean, that is going to be a really fun episode because we get to go through every single team. That's going to be the start of like, some hopefully really damn good content and also because we'll be in january eventually we're going to get to the stage where we're going to have to know what the fuck that content creator news was yeah it's coming it's got to be coming so we will find out what new york and philadelphia are working with very soon and whatever other teams are still finishing their rosters and you know i think it's only just those two teams now but yeah we're going to be officially looking over some uh rosters so if you've didn't get to hear you obviously didn't get to hear any roster information this week because there was barely any to talk about next week you're gonna get it all so next week's the one you want to be tuning on for to finally get all of that talk but thank you guys so much for hanging out much love as always this has been episode 207 we'll see you next week in the new year 208 is happening in 2022 i can't wait bring on next year i'm done with 2021 hope you guys had a great year thank you for being with us for all of 2021 and lots more to look forward to in the next year. Peace out. Peace.